You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. What is up, punters and dribblers? Welcome back to another All Talk. Are yeah. they All Talks? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Brought to you um, by us. That's it. All Talk with Hello Sport. Um, coming up on the show today is a, is a friend of the show. Dear friend. Dear friend. First met him back in 2022 when we got invited to the uh, music industry masters up in Byron ahead of Splendor in the Grass. Now, not music industry, not musicians, artists, and we're not in the industry, but such is our, uh, I guess, impact on the Australian music scene mm. from a distance. Yep. They were like, we got to have... Tom and Eddie there. It was nice to be recognised. It was nice to be recognised. And this guest was front and centre in recognising us as having such a monumental influence on the music industry at yeah. large. Yeah. Pivotal. Piv- pivotal? Pivotal, not pivotal. Pivotal would be like that you have the ability maybe to pivot. I think that he remarked, he said of us that we were pivotal. To the music industry. And to the day itself. It was a great day, but that was uh, last year. We obviously kept in touch. We had a couple of nights out there. I think maybe when we were in Byron, at least one, I can't remember. It was, yeah. Um, maybe you had a couple. I, I had a couple. Yeah, I had one. Yeah. Shout out to my children. Um, but lead string of the Rubens, right? A very, very successful Australian band. Um, won Triple J's Hottest 100, amongst many other things. Um, but he is the lead singer. Mm. He is. He came in for a yarn. And came in for a yarn, a bit of rosé, and we went out to hit a golf afterwards. He sharked us. We looked good on the first hole, and he sunk like the biggest putt you've ever seen in your life, and we knew we were in some trouble. Um, Sam Margin. Here he is. Awesome. Let's go. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I'm glad you're into a bit of big day rosé. I haven't tried it Can yet. I just tell you something? Yeah. Have you seen a better colour? Uh, in rosé? Yes, in yeah. rosé. No. No. Yeah, but it, it's not too pink. It's not too pink. No, you need a little bit of pink though, because otherwise you're just having a savvy B. Exactly. Well, right. that's right. No, and it's got to be pink. I don't know if you know this, but I'm like I don't mind a savvy B, but I'm not in the savvy B business. <laughs> <laughs> How is business? The rosé business? Yeah, <laughs> great, isn't it? Yeah, it's flop. <laughs> yeah, loving it. Yeah, I think that's you should great. maybe pour our guest. I will, Tom. First. I, was, I know you that can. you're that sort of a, a host. I just thought. I'd I am. Make on that on the public record. Yeah. Have you guys tried tequila? Like getting Dude, into tequila? Dude, we want to be in tequila so bad. Is like we love rosé, but te- it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. Have you talked about doing tequila? You guys did a gin, No, I was, I was. I wanted to talk to you guys and reach out about it like a while back because we were talking about tequila, I guess, when I met you guys. And I was just like, man, that would be a good little side hustle. I but I think it's pretty tricky, hey, yeah, because it's, it's got to be done like Dude, It's got to be from... Tequila, which is a place I didn't even realize. Yeah, you got to get your agave there, and it's all kind of like quite it's, strict, right? Dude, it's like a, it's like cartelli, where it's like you have to basically be like almost patched in. You got to be jumped into the fucking tequila <laughs> gang before they let you. I'd do it. Cheers, bro. Cheers, cheers, boys. You too. Thanks for having me. Thanks, mate. Love that. I'll give you a cheers, Eddie. Love that. Cheers, boys. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, dude. That's yeah, it. that is actually really good. Yeah, yeah, that's legit. good stuff. Yeah, that's you're not just saying that. That's I'm not just saying that. No. But, but so yeah, yeah you got to be you got to be patched in. The other thing is, is that all the big the big dogs like Patron and Don Julio, etc., Casamigos, they all fucking buy it all up. Like, there's actually you can't physically make. I don't think they can make more than they're making in that area. They're redlining. They're, they're redlining. allowed to grow it here. 
There oh. are people that do it. There are, I but I think it's was. maybe I don't know if this is true or not because I haven't done my research. But like, whether just just shoot from the hip. Whether you can't call it tequila unless it's from tequila, similar to champagne, like it's sparkling. Yeah, it's same as scotch, which is whiskey from Scotland. Didn't know that. Oh really? Mm. Oh, so we have sparkling. Yeah, we got sparkling, sparkling wine here. Yeah. Just doesn't yeah. sound as good. Well, it sounds it a little bit more bogan. <laughs> yeah, and you does. immediately think of a yellow glen. <laughs> of a yellow glen. I was going to say lukewarm yellow glen. <laughs> well, you, yeah, you know yeah, I mean, there's been sitting in a yeah, bucket with any ice yeah. in it. Yeah. Reach out, yellow glen, though, if you want to sponsor the podcast. <laughs> well, fun. yellow glen is an absolute staple of Australiana. Really, yeah, it is Australian ice buckets. Yeah, yellow glen, and then also pink. Pink. Yeah. You know it's bad when you make a um, an Aperol spritz and you can still taste how bad it is? Yeah. Like you can taste the shitness through all the you other stuff. You can see. Yeah, yeah. It's it's still overpowering yeah. everything else you've put in there. Too much soda water. But I would, like, the dream is tequila one day. We got a friend of ours who, I don't know whether he wants to be named or not, so I won't actually say him, but he... He didn't say one way or the other. He didn't. But so he, Ooh. knowing how difficult it was to, like, get in with the tequila gang... Spent like three years, him and his wife, learning uh, You were going to say Mexican then? I wasn't. <laughs> you were fucking My head went there and I was like, oh. So he spent three years learning it, yeah. Mexican, and then had like spent another few years, like he has bottle shops and stuff in Australia, like developing this relationship with him back and forth, back and forth. Now he's like one of the only Australian importers where he can actually like <laughs> import Un- Unbranded, unlabeled. And well, that we don't you just that, smack a little Hello Sport label? Well, in there and- that's where there's like we want that as an in, but then he uses that for his own shit. So we're trying to work out. Listen, let's let's call a spade a spade. There was a little bit of a Nabra there, and that's fine because okay, he's yeah, running yeah. his own racket and he's got runs on the board learning Mexican. Yeah. We don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a monopoly on the Australian yeah, um, yeah. tequila trade. Also, and, and are we t- going to go and learn Spanish for four years so we can get in there? No, so. probably not. No. Probably not. No. My wife's Croatian. I tell you, I tell you, the, the I tell you, the percentage chances. There's zero percent chance of that happening. Yeah. Zero. Right. So, that's not to impugn on Rose's good work either. No, we're still no, here. No, they can sit next to each other. Yeah, they don't need to be. They don't counteract each other. No, no, no. They're, they're not mutually exclusive. No, they're not. It would so just be fun be? to go on trips there. Like if you had a business and it was like, I got to go to Mexico yeah. again because mm. he go does it all the time. I yeah. see on his that's Instagram. Over. I'm like, dude, this looks. I might expense the trip. Yeah, no, you yeah. would research. No, I'm well, I'm going in in January, so I'm. Where are you, oh, you going to yeah, go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't know yet. Bit of recon. Oof. Bit of recon. I hear, I just hear, I hear wonderful things. So I'm just going to fucking taste all the different. This is going to sound like I'm uh, ignorant, right? Mm-hmm. And it's probably good to like preface anything you say when it's a bit like. Isn't it a bit sort of how you're going over there at the moment? No, no, no. It's like if you if you if you're a tourist, I did with money to spend. Narcos. If you got if you're a tourist with money to spend, they fucking leave those places alone. I don't think they do, dude. Yeah, I think it's a bit... You look at like Carbo and all those places where rich area. people are getting like... Because yeah, they, they know you got gang. money. There's 100% areas there where you'd be sweet. You're 100%. 100%. 100%? Yes. I think that's too confident. Yeah. I, you're right. Carbo's <laughs> like... Yeah, there's, there's the fancy places are getting targeted as well. I went there when I was 19 and in hindsight, my parents were so chilled. I don't think they even like said, uh, be careful when I left. I was there for four weeks going on buses across the whole thing. And in hindsight, I'm like, they were all cartel-controlled places, and I'm just you see, I buses. won't be bussing it across the. No, country. don't do that. <laughs> you know what I mean, that's not my cup of tea anymore. But maybe they thought I was just one of the locals. Yeah, so I got away with you, it. You made part. Yeah, yeah exactly. with your, no with, one could be with, your with your flawless Spanish. No, I just didn't say anything. I just yeah, <laughs> yeah, keep it quiet. <laughs> don't say a thing <laughs> when you're there. <laughs> Dave, I don't know what you just, you're saying, bro. If you hear any uh, 
If you're finding information about the state of Mexico, mate, well, you, I was talking to, to someone the other day. I can't remember who, but they were saying that the cartels kind of rely on the tourist industry as well for like you know dealing to tourists and for the general economy in each city to run well. So they don't want to mess with that too much. Like if someone does do something etch that causes tourists to kind of back out of the place, that circle of life sort of well. stuff. Circle of life. Was well, in like you know everything's keeping everything in check. Oh, it's an ecosystem. Yeah. yeah. Sure. <laughs> You've got to not listen. wrong him. Yeah, maybe. How are you anyway, mate? <laughs> yeah, <good>. <laughs> <laughs> Did you nice think we'd be. get geopolitical? Uh, no, I didn't know where we were going to go, to be no. honest. Um, I don't know what I have to offer. Mate, so I just thought I'd just come offer. here and let you guys run the show. Well, that's I feel like we've just given the listener a bunch of really good information about Mexico and tequila in general. Yeah, exactly so. right. And speaking Mexican. Yeah. Um, mate, so the first time we, uh, I think it was actually met, was at the... Uh, Music industry masters, where we yeah. were artists. It was um, yeah one of the one of the more well. Initially, we weren't masters. We weren't in the muso side, were we? weren't we initially like on initially the initially media? well initially like, we well, were industry, but then I thought I think that common sense came to yeah prevail to prevail. Won the day. Yeah, we were moved into the music side of things because artists. I've always felt that Tom and I feel. Artists. We're a bit more artists than industry. Mm. I'd say you are, but I can tell you how that happened because I was the one doing the list. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I know exactly what happened. Um, there wasn't enough artists and right. there was a lot of industry. Okay. So therefore, okay. you're placed there. Well, I mean, I but, thought it was. But I would we could have placed someone else there, though, out of the industry. We thought no, you guys no, were well, the best suited to sort of. Closest to the art. I appreciate yeah. that. I'd also argue strongly that industry a bit of a weird fit for us. We're not oh. industry. Well, listen, we probably, you could, we probably didn't fit anywhere. Except in the art section, <laughs> definitely. More how did that was that the what, is that the first year you'd run it that year? Yeah, or was it, that was the first year. Um, how'd you go this? Year? Like how how'd you how'd it come to be? Was it a COVID based like thing that you was trying to? Yeah, start? it was one of those things where you talk about it pre COVID, but you got life and work on and stuff. Yeah. And then um, I, we talked about it me and me and Ferg from um, from Kingswood and Danny from June Rats. We'd sort of just been talking about the idea of it. Then COVID happened. All right, now's the time to start doing some zooms, just to hang out with my mates on Zoom yeah. and try mm. and get this thing to happen. So. The first year was tricky because, I mean, we had no idea what we were doing whatsoever. Um, this year went a lot smoother. We had carts. Oh, fuck yeah. Like, when you guys came, mm. it was kind of like the, the weather was dicey. I feel like we windy. started at midday and played nine holes and we were off there by dark, maybe. <laughs> yeah. It yeah, was yeah, slow. Yeah. yeah. Well, listen, it was a testing one, you know. Did we only play nine holes? See, yeah. I couldn't tell you no, what I the fuck we known. played. I wouldn't know. Were we off guts by the <laughs> yeah. end of it? Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, we I were. think a lot of people were. Yeah, it was good fun. Yeah, yeah. So this year, what, what was the weather like this year? It was beautiful, sunny, carts, all done within three hours. Oh, that's back living. to the clubhouse, putt off for the win. Yeah, uh, industry got us again. But did you win it last year or the year we were there? Nah, oh, I got something actually. You got uh, something, but I was. It, it felt wrong me winning. Well, something. fuck, you should speak to Sebo, who uh, <laughs> he, he doesn't have the same feelings. Though. about no, he winning doesn't. His own golf Does he won every time? Fucking, he's po- some he, kind he, of like, prize. He's won one. He's podium one, and then he just missed out on a podium last time. But we've had to sit him down and go, mate. You can't actually win that. You know all these awards we're putting together based on like sponsorship money that you've organised. You can't win that. He's like, what do you mean? We're like, not, not a good, good look, look dude. Not a good look. It's not a good look. And I, I did win a putter, but I gave it away. Okay. And that's the problem. The problem there is that TaylorMade endorsed our thing, but TaylorMade also endorsed me as a golfer. Right. So I've already got a bag full of stuff from him. And then I win a putter. I was like, this is This is too much endorsement. So you're a TaylorMade guy. I'm a TaylorMade sponsored athlete. Yeah. That's fucked, dude. Can you tell them to sponsor us as athletes? Well, I was, I was texting him last up. night about this, about this podcast. I was like, Jesus give me some swag to take into the boys. Yeah, dude. My they're, hands they're, up they're, they're down. Here. They're down. I think well, you guys already have nice putters though, right? 
Uh, Scotty we, Camp. We, yeah, we won't be yeah. needing any putters. Yeah, okay. Well, but I need a whole bag of like I need, <laughs> other stuff. I need everything else. Well, what about like a driver? Yeah, a nice yeah, driver. Yeah, and irons. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a couple of wedges. <laughs> okay, cool. cool well, cool, cool. listen, I'll take a driver. Eddie's Eddie won't stop until he's got a fucking. Old this bag. is me putting the pressure on them to give you a driver. You'll yeah, get yeah. A driver. Okay. Go, I'm saying it now. Yeah, mate, good. Do they? Who does stealths? Taylor, mate. Bang. I'll give you a yeah. stealth too. The oh, new fuck one. yeah. Bang. That's what we now, do. Now we're starting like an ad. Now the ball's rolling. Well, yeah. It's, yeah, listen, it can be an ad, Because you're going to get something be. from it. Yeah. 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 It can be an ad. It doesn't have to be an ad, but it can be an ad. If you, you want it to be an ad, I can make it an ad. How do you become a sponsored fuck, fucking golf athlete? Well, I'm not a good golfer for starters. Yes, you are, dude. Well, you're well, better than us anyway. Yeah. We're all... Well, we'll see. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll see later. But I was just... um. I'd started getting into golf before COVID and then um, I'd bought a tailor-made driver online and it just felt really weird. So I took it into the shop and he's like, man, this is a, this is a fake golf club. So I'd bought this fake golf club off Gumtree <laughs> and I was like, I was real cut about it. <laughs> I, like, I bet you were. I was like, Duh. So, and, and a comedian friend of mine said, just hit up TaylorMade. Like they sent me a driver, they'll send you a driver. So I hit, just DM them one Saturday. And I was like, hey, wrote this sort of bullshit thing about like, you know, music and golf has a long history, blah, blah, blah. It's just, just a load of shit. And then I got a response in 20 minutes saying, hey, mate, just, just book yourself in at our, um, our TaylorMade Melbourne lab. Fly down. We'll sort you out. Oh, heck. And I was like, okay. So I, just, I wasn't sure if like I was going to go down for this fitting and then get sent the bill at the end. Mm. So it was a gamble still because I yeah, didn't want to you ask. still aren't sure. And it would have been five grand. So <laughs> it was a gamble even going down there for me. <laughs> but I went down there and I could just get the vibe that this was all going to be on the house. Oh, yeah. So I got tough. a full fitting. And then since then, they just treat me like a professional golfer. Like every year they'll be like, hey, there's a new, iron, new irons coming out. Like, are you happy with your lofts and lies? All this stuff, and I'm like, yeah. Oh, just, I want to be just, happy with my lofts and lies. That's the thing, dude. dude. I want, oh, I want to be happy question. with lofts and lies. That's it. We need to get asked that. You've talked about this kind of stuff on the podcast, has, and no, has one no one reached out. Talks no, to us, mate. no, no one's reached out, dude. That's the problem. And like, you know, TaylorMade. I, I am a TaylorMade golfer. That's the fucking clubs that I use. It's starting to become a big problem. Well, it's it's the for me emotionally. Yeah, I think the, the, the fact that we've given it airtime right now is, mm. has done a lot of work. Listen, and if it hasn't, I think what would be nice is if we go back into your DMs, like mm-hmm. if you can, and just copy paste whatever the fuck you sent to them. Yeah, shoot that through to us. We'll and then we'll change the word change, podcast with uh, my music with podcast. Yeah, yeah, and we'll just sort of, you know, podcasting golf and we'll send that off. Yeah, that's fine. That's I think that Or I could just text Benji after this and say the boys are keen. Yeah, no, yeah. do that. Do that yeah. one first. If he doesn't <laughs> yeah. come back to you, then we'll text go to- Benji and say the boys want to be asked if they're happy with their lofts and their lives. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll just tell them to listen to the podcast. That's what I want. Yeah, that's what I want. I want to get that text yeah, in my yeah, life. Yeah. And then say Don't no, you feel like I no, just I'm feel not like happy rolling over it. going, Elsa, look at this. <laughs> that's how important I am now. <laughs> they want to know how my lofts and my lies are. And can I be honest with you? They can be tweaked and improved. <laughs> they oh, need yeah. to be. Yeah. You can send them back and they'll just give you a couple of degrees up, a couple of degrees down. Oh, that's, nice. that's, that's good stuff. to know. Like, and I also that. need a gap wedge just while we're... Yeah, no, well, we do. I also lost, you know my, we do. I lost my six iron. And I lost my sandwich. Fuck. Okay. Anyway. Is it difficult, like, in your line of work where you do get free shit from time to time, yeah. knowing when it isn't free and when it is like that one you sort of pushed the pace on it a little bit but like when or is it is it pretty obvious when people are like hey put this fucking jumper on i think um there's always something in return i i gotta say my relationship with TaylorMade. i'll stop talking about TaylorMade, but no, my relationship with those guys has been the most one-sided relationship ever like they don't ask me for anything oh, they're really? so happy i give them tickets now and again because they're just fans of the band and fans of music anyway like the whole crew mm. 
So that's kind of, it's been a nice relationship yeah. where they're not saying like, oh, here's a driver, but we want three main story posts and then this and that. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, um, we need, and we need you to send screenshots of the engagement. Yeah, exactly. Oh, fuck. Yeah. It's all that kind of stuff. So yeah, there's always, it feels like these days we, you guys would have the same thing. It's like, if people want to send you something, there's probably something in return and mm. you just got to weigh up. Yeah, Is what you, how much do you want? Yeah. I've got to say though, that the, the giftings have dried up as we've gotten older. Oh, really? Like back in the day, yeah, it was just like shoes, clothes, constantly just coming through. Now, if we're like on a photo shoot and we, we find out we get to keep the vans that they get, we're just like stoked. <laughs> we can keep these? Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Well, these are free. Let's leave before they change their mind. <laughs> you, can, you can be over-gifted though, yeah. in the sense that like, I don't need any of this shit. Like a wetsuit. Well, well, I do need uh, that. No, we have need you used it? Well, not yet, because not there's yet. a reason for that. What's the reason? We haven't been in the water yet. <laughs> you see there's boards behind us? Missing a leg rope, leg rope wax, fins, fins and a foot pad. You're just waiting for Billabong to send that stuff through for you. Now, listen, Billabong, obviously... Well, they haven't. I will, I'm, not gonna, I'm, not, I'm not pointing fingers. They, that hasn't been sent through. Yeah, no, that's okay. But they did send us weddies, which upon inspection are very good weddies. Yeah, so my mate who's a service like, dude, they actually sent you really nice weddies, which is great. So we thank Billabong just for Just take for a swim. We will. We just haven't yet. Yeah, okay. And that's, uh, there's been a couple of reasons for that. We're obviously very busy, right? Mm -hmm. Family man, he's got a dog. Like you got to find time in between doing all that sort of. Doesn't shit. mind a rip and tear on the weekend. Doesn't mind like, a rip I'm busy. And tear. We were meant to do it a couple of weeks ago on Newcastle with uh, Jack O'Baker, his professional chef. Said he was going to give us some lessons. We had a huge night on Friday, and it's then, hard to get up. It was hard to, to go in to the water. Coordinate, but you feel when you can't really swim. I know. Yeah, well, he can't it's swim. Not the either. top of your fucking to do He can't. Swim. I can swim. He can't. Swim. It's a bit of a joke. Okay, but, well, sorry. but you I can't to, though, right? Like you can, but you can't. Is it I, that you I don't can thrive? swim to survive, but yeah, I can't. Yeah, I, I, I can survive. I can't thrive. Yeah, big okay. difference. Well, the wetsuits will add to your buoyancy. But well. we're also because we're in the content business, Sam. We like, I like the idea. So does Tom of our first surf ever being with a professional surfer because it has like a bit of a nice ring to it. Well, it's it's uh, unnecessary. Yeah, you but you got to sort of take opportunities, don't you? And we didn't. We fucked it. Because yeah. now Jacko's flying overseas, I saw. <laughs> well, he's got Portugal starting on the 1st of October. Yeah, so yeah. listen. You're trying to re-qualify? Remember I gave him yeah, that rev up Yeah, speech? you did. We <laughs> <laughs> did about qualifying again on the golf course. He's like, oh, no. He did like it, though. I think he enjoyed no, it. He Watch it. him re-qualify now after that. Watch speech. him re-qualify. Big fan of Jacko Baker. Yeah. Shout out to him. Punters and dribblers, we are brought to you by Neds, the best betting platform in town. Um... Tell you what, if you've been following along on my profile, because obviously I've been overseas, so I've just been whacking up my bets for about even on the Neds profiles app. You'd see some... I, th I seem to bet better when I'm not around people and I'm just able to eyeball the talent on game day, see what's happening. It's when I'm able to be as, as, as gifted as I think I am. So basically what you're saying is it's a lot harder to bet almost a week in advance. That is games. what I'm saying, yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for example... You could say it's also a 24 hours before a game, though, right? No, because if you're putting your bets in on Wednesday morning and there's a game Sunday night... There's also a game on Thursday. Yeah, but that, I'm not talking about that one. Right. I'm talking about the other games where maybe, you know, Nathan Cleary doesn't play yeah. or Hines doesn't play. Yeah. Well, Nathan Cleary did play, but Hines doesn't play. You'd, yeah. You get caught out. You do get caught out. You know? You, you do. You get caught out. If you follow on my prof, is what I'm saying, is daddy... They are calling me daddy value. And I didn't come up with that either. It's embarrassing. How many bets you get on the weekend? Two. I got three. <laughs> well, <sighs> but you're not a dad, so they can't call you daddy value. Dad of a dog. Well, you, 
they could call you doggy style value. Doggy value. I don't know. It doesn't really have the same ring to Why? it as daddy value. You've been pettist. Well, it's not pettist. You aren't a father. I'm father of a dog. No, you're not a and father tonka. of a dog. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Shout out to Neds. We love you. Shout out to Neds. Uh, you can follow our profiles on Neds. You can also join the About Even group um, where the, you know everyone's sharing their bets in there and shit. I actually followed one of Gurus yesterday, uh, which was a Joey Manu away. Yeah, it didn't get up. No, it didn't. He was very lucky that his unit scooper got up. See, I've got a bone of contention next. If that was me, there's no way I'm getting given those nine units. No, but he's, no, but he's got it on and the bet stands. Yes. So it's live. The bet's right. live. Well, I'm just saying, I don't know that I would be afforded. This is what Tobler and I were discussing anyway in the green room. I know this is still a live read, but this is a bone of contention. I don't think that I would be afforded the same graces where apparently I'm not getting... So fucking, you think the bet's void altogether? Well, I'm saying you have been robbing me of units even though all my bets were going up last week. Well, no, you, we robbed you of two bets. Two. Right. You didn't put one up for the Titans game or whatever it was, and you didn't do a unit scooper. That was all you robbed But for. I did the bets. I no, just you didn't. didn't. You didn't put them up. They went on your profile. They, they weren't, weren't there. on my profile? No. Well, I'm gonna, I'm, I'll show you. There was one game where there was no profile bet. There wasn't. I went through it last week. You didn't do, you didn't do two bets, and you lost fucking well, two Tobler units, told and that's me, it. Tobler told me I, none of my, all my bets are void because they're not online. One of them. Okay, so Tobler doesn't even listen. You're right. So that's the problem. That's the problem. We've, we've now uncovered that. You didn't do a unit scooper last week. That was void, so you lost a unit. Yep. And then there was one other bet out of eight. Okay, well, so Tobler's lying. Then. Yes. Tobler's lying to you and I. Correct. Well, he's lying on your behalf. Shocking. Thanks, Neds. Cheers, Neds. Fuck you, Tobler. Now, you win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Punters and dribblers, it's the most generous podcasters of all here, Tom and Eddie. Here to look after the punter and the dribbler and their drinking needs. Mm. It's still rosé drinking season, we know that. It's worth having a couple of bottles laying around. Yeah, I don't expect you to drink it in the driving rain, but I just went outside and the sun's out, baby. Oh, really? Sun's out, bum's out again, and it's fucking hot out there. I'll be losing the jacket, Tom. Mm. I can promise you that. So you need a couple of cases laying around your digs. You just do. Well, it's certainly when you've got guests, you're entertaining. Hey, come round. A couple of Sheila's come round. You want to be able to crack a bottle yeah. and impress? Yeah. Of course you do. Now, you're going to get 50 bucks off each case if you use the code MANLY. That's a gift from Tom and I at hellosport.shop. Six bottles. You're getting $50 off hellosport.shop. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Be prepared. Yeah. And if you're not prepared, you're prepared to fail. It's not the saying, but it's all right. Fail to prepare, prepare to fail. Got it. Hello, sport does shop. Um, I, um, well, no, I just wanted to quickly... Yeah. Because obviously, like, Kindred Spirits, music, Musos. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Did we ever play together? No, because you were oh. far better than I was, and I appreciate that, though. What was the name of the band, though? Drifts. Because, like, once... Have once you heard we started listening, Yeah, once we started listening to the pod, and you, and you talked about Drifts, Elliot, who's in the band, my brother, he was like, I swear we played with those guys on a bill at some point. Are now, you sure? I would remember that because we did have Gang of Youths open for us once, and <laughs> I sort of flex that every once in a while, and so trust me. What we did have was the same manager, which, again, sounds way cooler than it is. Shout out to Baker. Um... But like he was, he sort of introduced you, us to you. Are you talking about Tim Baker? Yeah, Tim Baker. We've talked about this, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. On a, well, I thought I you meant you and Gang of Yous had the same manager, and then you said Baker. Oh, no, we no, did. no, we no, did. no, 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 Bakes. You guys yeah. were. And well, maybe again, that's where I heard the name. Maybe that's, Baker of course, just brought well, it up. That's the only way. You Still cool though. No, look at this. Look at us now. So, do you, have you listened to the music? Uh, yeah, I did a while back. Pretty fucking dope, hey. Back to I think it was alright. I don't remember being disgusted. Back to 
the fucking, I don't know. What's what are your it? songs called? I don't remember what they're give a, called. Give a couple, you don't remember one song title. <sighs> one was called Someday. What was the one that you played non-fucking-stop when we were in Bathurst together and you did every speaker and every headphone and then you played it in the car and it just drove everyone insane? Oh, I have no called? idea what it was called. But There's listen, a- dude, I was making sure, obviously, that the quality was up to standard. Got it recorded professionally. Was it, weren't you going to be on like That's a surf? right. Where you guys, did you guys get something recorded in the city? Dean? Is he a fucking guy who recorded shit or something? Dean Tuza? Maybe. I don't know, dude. This is going to get very confusing. Yeah, dude. For no. people. No one's going to know what the fuck. Yeah, no one's going to Wake Up yeah. and Ocean Sounds. There you go. Two of the songs. Ocean, Ocean Sounds. Ocean Sounds. That's a good title. Yeah, it is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Whale song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Listen, oh, man, I was the drummer, man. I didn't have much to do with it. I just sort of sit back there and fucking try and play, which I wasn't very good at either. Um... <laughs> But how did you how did you guys start? Because the first time I heard you was Lay It Down, which is yeah. actually like, like I still fucking love that song. And we would we would jam to some Rubens today before oh, yeah? you came in. Yeah. Thanks, man. I'm, yeah, that's actually probably one of my favorites. I just your and like it was I your voice is fucking brilliant. And I'm not Thank trying you. to suck it. It's your dick, fucking good. But it's a fantastic voice. voice. Thank you. But it sound like there's something about the way it sounds in that song that I'm just like getting hard for. Oh yeah? Was that one of your was that your first song or is that That's like the that yeah, that that I guess the, that recording you would listen to today, that'd still be a lot of those parts in that song would have been the stuff that I recorded in my bedroom, like as Hecht. a demo. Because, um, yeah, basically what happened was I went and did like a gap year when I left school, went to London, fucked around, didn't come back for three years, played like acoustic sets and stuff, open mic nights, but just like. Just by yourself? Just by myself, just for a bit of fun. Like, um, I came back and we all kind of played instruments, like me and my two brothers, Zach and Elliot. <laughs> Or in the band, we all played separate instruments, but we never ever played together. We weren't like a family band; st- we were all real private with, you know, yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff. But I just said, "Look, boys, let's start a kind of band like that." I was really into the Black Keys at the time, and I said, "Like, I feel like them doing this kind of soul, new soul R and B style stuff is cool. No one else is really doing it. Let's like use them as our inspo and then start writing some music." Mm. Um, so I just bought, I got like a laptop and just like a little home recording setup at mum and dad's house. I moved back home to mum and dad's, which was depressing at the time. But I had a lot of time on my hands just working bar jobs and stuff. Mm. And I would just, yeah, in the daytimes, just make demos. And Elliot was still in high school at the time. So he would come home from high school, add his keys parts to it or whatever. And then it happened, like, we were one of the lucky bands because, like, within six months of doing that, we were already on Triple J. Um, We had a producer in New York who wanted to make a record. We had labels after us. In six months? In six months. How did that happen? It was just, it was a bunch of very fortunate sort of coincidences like mm. after i mean the songs i thought were cool and like the sound was maybe of the moment but yep. i think um we just un- uploaded to unearthed and a few presenters heard it and then louis mccurdy just know, decided to louis, play it louis was great McCurdy. yeah he, was he so, like lunchtimey he was the one that i think uh, he was kind of like was he drive guy or was that the doctor the doctor was the drive guy and then yeah louis was lunchtime louis lunchtime surely he was one very of you fucks can tell us Hubble's got a Triple J tattoo on his These leg. guys would have been... He was yeah. lunch. He, he was, was very yeah. chilled out. People, yeah. people loved or sort of hated him. But oh, I was a big Louis fan. Yeah. Because he was... I was always in the... Va- I was, that's when I was like in the van delivering alcohol and he just Chill, yeah. set the tempo for 100%. a chill day. Yeah. Things have changed a little bit since then. Everything's quite intense on the radio, but yeah. he was... Yeah, it was awesome back then. Mm. Um, so he played it on his radio show. And, um, and then I think obviously... Like back then especially, like Triple J was 
like meant a lot. Like if Triple J played your song, you would suddenly have 200 people at your shows all of a sudden overnight. Yeah, wow. It's not the same anymore because of streaming, all that kind of stuff. Mm. But back then, like if you had their seal of approval, um, kind of changed things for you. We didn't have a label at the time, but Triple J playing the music meant that we had Aussie labels all sort of interested in signing us. So, um, but yeah, we had this bloke in <clears throat> in New York City called David Kahn who produced The Strokes, Paul McCartney, what a Regina Spector. Wig out that must have dude, been, dude. Yeah, a after friend about, six months, dude. And we're like, we have to go to New York. We don't have a record deal. We don't have any money. But he wants to make this record. He said he'll basically just sort of record it in his studio and we'll just pay him once we get a deal. Um, so we borrowed money from our parents just to get flights over there. We've got this little Airbnb kind of thing, wow. living off like 10 bucks a day, mm. but working in the world's like one of the best studios in the world. Like all you the go records. You your bedroom, you know, and you see a little setup. <laughs> what a mental. Mental. Were you nervous? Did that wig you out? Like, I think it was just that ignorance is bliss. That, at that age, you just kind of take risks, right? Like yeah. you just do stupid shit and just sort of, you kind of don't really get how big a moment it is. Mm. So is so your brother still at school? Elliot, yeah, so everyone was going to schoolies when Elliot finished school, but he was going to New York to make an album. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, he's lucky. He's lucky. Seriously. Yeah. So we did that. And, that, yeah, it, it all happened within about a year. We had a, a record finished from when we started and came back to Australia and just started. How long were you in New York for? I think maybe two or three months or two months maybe. And did you go over there and do you have songs already written or are you over there like, fuck, all right, wherever you're writing songs, coming up with something like how, how immersed are you in it and how much of it is you guys like fucking off and having a good time like we didn't have the money to like we i'm trying to think like i think we'd written most of the material but we did have to do someone once we got there we had like a pre-production kind of phase where we just go into the studio um with this dude david khan who is a he's an intense dude mm. he's one of those producers like some producers are super hippie rick rubin style and others are just they'll brag to you about how they make artists cry it's like whiplash style you know oh really? it was a bit more like that Really? Um, yeah. So it was like intense. And do you think that that's like something where when you're younger, it's easier for you to get whiplashed? Whereas like if you get older, you'd be like, you'd be a little less not taking like shit. prepared to cop shit from some fucking 100%. Guy. 100%. And it, I guess it whipped us into shape pretty quick, but it wasn't, it's not a very nice approach. Um, How do you reflect back on it now though? Are you kind of like, wow, that was, is it one of those things that you sort of, you know, as you said, like when you're young, you don't realize the, the gravity of the moment. Do you look back on it fondly or are you sort of like, are you like, wow, that was wild? No, I do. I look back on it fondly because um, we were just we were five mates in New York City for the first time. Mm. In honestly, the studio like everything was recorded there. Like all the classic records were made in this place. So we're just in this so amazing wild. place. Like yeah. yeah, I look back on it fondly. Like and I kind of kind of just laugh about the intense moments. Like we had one moment on recording that record where we all bought skateboards because I think it was the first record. We all bought skateboards because we, we were recording like a on the upper west side and we were down in like chelsea or something so we had we had a long way to go every day like a few k's so we'd bought skateboards and we'd and we'd finish at two eight two in the morning and we'd all skate down like the middle of manhattan through Times square there's not a soul around and just yeah, cruising dick. and then um one day zach was skating to get some beers and uh he had a crack in the pavement went down real hard came home was saying he didn't feel well and then that night we had to rush him to hospital because he'd ruptured his spleen oh Oh my and so he spent a few days in hospital and like we, we didn't i don't know if we had insurance as well probably not <laughs> i doubt yeah. it so there was just all these it's just funny moments like that you know living off 10 bucks a day so yeah. we were literally like living off like 
Snickers out of the vending machine at the studio, <laughs> saving enough for a dollar slice on the way home. Like, yeah. but I, I think that was that's kind of the funnest part of it in my in, in hindsight. Yeah. You know? How would how would the producer push you? In like, in what way was he intense? Mind games, like oh. he clearly preferred me. Um, like he he would play favorites. Mm. Oh shit! Um, yeah, yeah. He would like. He really liked me for some reason, which made it really awkward for me. We do that. <laughs> yeah. I was, we do I was getting David treated all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. You do. You got psychopaths. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually. <laughs> um, but yeah, he uh, he would just treat other band members differently. I think because I wrote the songs. Like I wrote a lot of the songs on the first yeah. record. He just appreciated songwriting and thought it was. And that's lyrically, you're writing the songs, right? Is that what yeah, that means? yeah. Or is that even like arrangements and shit? Oh, just I, the hardest part of getting a song right is essentially if you can sing it with an acoustic guitar, that's a lot of the work done. Mm. And then the band coming in to like then elevate that by doing like sick drums, sick or doing all that kind of stuff is what makes it a, a Ruben song. You know yep. what I mean? But um, it was more like yeah, I just make the little demos and stuff, and he sort of appreciated that above all else right but wasn't subtle about it oh, really? and would be a real dick to scott oh. on the drums like whiplash style being a can you say that on yeah yeah yeah, yeah being a cunt, cunt. Hard cunt. Tea. um yeah. we we don't mind a cunt here no so. we don't okay, no. <laughs> um but yeah there was one time in the studio there so funny in hindsight where when we're getting whiplashed and just spending eight hours a day just going over it over and over it before we go to the real thing in the big studio and he came in and was being a dick to Scott and Scott does not take shit. And he was trying for so long just to leave this old dude yeah. alone. And at some point, Scotty just throws his sticks down, walks up to the front and gets like right in his face and just goes mental at him. <laughs> the producer just became so small. Oh, really? Yeah. And, but this was like before we even started on the record. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh, I think God. this record's over. Oh, I think no. we're going home. <laughs> Far out. That would have been stressful. He had it coming though. Well, exactly right. Like, but I was like, shit. I don't know, Scotty. You might have to apologise. I know it's not your fault, but we kind of need to make this album. Like, did that make you feel awkward? Being like, Jesus, guy is like gagging on me, and like everyone else. Like, how do you how do you behave in that? I think just acknowledge it to the boys when we leave the room. Do anything you can in the moment to just be like, just try and settle him down a bit. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't like it it wasn't overt, but it was just enough that you you could just tell it was just awkward for me. Yes, he was. He was. He kind of was nicer to to um to my brothers as well. I don't know what it was, what the reason for it was, but yeah. I, as soon as we left, we're just we're mates. Like, yeah, just acknowledge it to the boys. Do you have yeah. any contact with that dude anymore, the producer? Like, what's uh, he could be a, could be a, a big fan of Hello Sport. You never know. Well, he could be. Well, if you're listening, David. Send for, him out I forgive you. Yeah, David. What's up? There we go. A breaking of bread yeah. across yeah. the airwaves. You can I think that's us, nice. Dude. Well. Mate, you can whip Imagine, dude, You're a drummer. Can I just say, I think it would be funny to record a podcast in one of the most like hallowed recording studios ever. Mm. And you just sit there, like, it'd almost be just a complete disrespect of the space. Like, imagine getting in Abbey Road or whatever it is, and just like <laughs> recording a podcast. Fuck off. Can't, Boy, you know. Just get on the dribbler hotline. Some guys going, partners, and they're dribblers. <laughs> <laughs> You don't tell them what you're doing Absolutely. until you set the whole thing set up, like a hundred oh, microphones. That'd yeah. be so yeah. fucking funny. <laughs> Could you imagine the producer going, what the, <laughs> what the fuck, fuck is this? Oh. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, that'd be That good. sounds about right. So what was your the inspiration for the songwriting on the first album? Like where do you... Inspiration where do you get, generally as where well. Where do you get inspiration generally for, for writing songs? Because sometimes, oh, like... I'll be honest with you. Sometimes I sit down and I'm like, 
okay, Tom and I always laugh about one day we want to write a, a rom-com. And, I, and, and when I actually sit down to start, I'm like, I've got absolutely fuck all. And what I do have is awful. So That's what you want in a rom-com, but I agree. You know I agree. what I mean? Like, do you, have you found that difficult and how do you go about it? Yeah, I mean, it's me and Elliot. So Elliot has like really stepped it up on the last two records and started to write like probably even more than I do. Like he's, he's nailed it. Like Hoops, for example, Elliot. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's, he's a weapon and his work ethic's insane. But we both have a similar style in terms of the way we like to write lyrics. Like I'd rather tell a story. Like in my head I have an image of what the story is, whether it's a person doing something or a person feeling something, but it's never, it's never very personal. Mm. Like it's, it's, it's influenced by shit I've experienced in my life, but I'm never going to like, if I had a breakup back before I was married, I'm not going to write a song about that breakup. Right. It's not like it's this cathartic way of like releasing emotion for me. Okay. It's more, more about like, yeah, right, more storytelling and making up a, a character in a scene and, mm. um, and then hopefully something that people can relate to, um, which I think just makes it more fun. Because if you have to write from personal experience all the time, you're going to run out of shit eventually, right? Yeah. And it's it, just can, become it could be quite intense as well. Yeah. And I, I know that some artists that I know, like they, it helps them a lot. Like it's their, it's their therapy and they get it out through their lyric yeah. writing, but I don't, I don't need it. I also feel like there'd be a, well, I, I want, maybe this is true regardless, but like it's almost way more intense bearing your soul in a creative sense where it's like, oh, this is also written about like, me getting dumped before a Balinese holiday sort of thing, right? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, whereas yeah, if you just... about me uh, yeah. strapped to the Dalton on a plane for eight hours <laughs> yeah, back to yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, but like, whereas if you are telling a bit more of a story, I guess there's still that level of separation from the... That is perfectly said. Exa- it's exactly that, yeah. Um, I don't want to get too personal. And the thing is, is that you can write a song and it, and it can be from your heart and mean something. I've, I've had, there's a few songs on records that are about a personal thing that's happened, um, but they haven't been singles. And if they were singles, I'd be going on radio shows every day, having to explain what the hell the song's about. Yeah. And then at that point, it sucks. Yes. If I could keep it or not, like if I could write something personal and then never have to explain it to like Kiss FM <laughs> in the mornings. Fitzy and Whipper, you mean? Yeah. Oh, is that Kiss? No, know. Kiss FM no, Colin is Jackie Colin Jackie, yeah. Yeah. You know, not that they would have me on, but... Mm-hmm. um dogs yeah i wouldn't want to have to like does it is there, is there almost it. an element where like explaining it cheapens the experience yes. of like writing about it yes so on the last we had, a, we had a song come out a few months ago called pets and drugs and that title obviously you know if you're a radio host you're going to say what's the song about like it we kind of have that coming with that song title yeah. but we, me and elliot we just said because we do most of the, the press we just said hey when it comes up we're just going to say we're not talking about it and it's the first time we've really put our foot down. Because I feel like back in the day before there was all this, there's so much content now. Um, but back in the day, like, did you ever see Chris Martin, like, talking about every lyric? No. It was kind of no. left to the imagination. And yeah. you could just take what you wanted from it. Interpretation as opposed yeah. to... I've actually never ex- heard him talk about it. Yeah. and Or, like, freaking, I don't know, um, Caleb Follower from Kings Leon. I can't picture a video or a clip that I've seen of him like breaking a song down, you know? No. And I think that was better as a fan. So I'm not going to say that's all, like that's always going to be our policy, but it was kind of nice to just to, say, to do that. Think of it in your own way, whatever. So what is the song about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't tell you. Yeah. Um, so you're, you're sort of, you're hitting it big. Well, you, six months in, you're now fucking recording in, New York, 
you come back, like, what's that? What's the next phase of it look like? What happens after that? Um, I guess it was learning to play live, because like we had how do a you few. Grow, sh- like, how big do you get in a sort of space of time? Like, well, we went from like playing maybe our first shows. We probably only did three or four shows maybe before New York. Yeah. Um, and that was at like Candies. Remember Candies? Fuck and, yeah. yeah. So Fuck like it was that back when that was like still happening. So, so World, World Bar to a oh, yeah. Candies. Love that. All R-I-P, that kind of cross R-I-P. stuff. That's special stuff. It was. But yeah, before before we went to New York, we was yeah we were doing two hundred people kind of shows, and we, we went overseas. And then we came back to sort of our first festivals and Splendor in the Grass and all that stuff. But we, we didn't know how to fucking play. Like, I think back to now, like, those, that first show at Candy's, we didn't have pedal boards or anything like that. Oh. So for anyone who doesn't know what a pedal board is, it's a thing you plug your, plug your guitar into that and there's a tuner on there and there's mm. a distortion pedal and all that. But mainly you just need the tuner. Right. We would literally get on stage and plug directly into this amp and in front of the audience before we started playing, Elliot would hit an E on the keyboard and go dong e, 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 e. we would tune in front of the audience <laughs> to a piano they just watch us dick around for like five minutes trying to tune to a piano and then we'd be like okay now the performance will begin here we go <laughs> so that's where we were at before new york and yeah, then we so came back to that festivals is that what you're Fuck no. <laughs> and it took us years honestly to, to get to a point where i think oh we're pretty good then like it was just a lot of learning but you're coming back from new york and what like how soon after new york are you playing fucking splendor like that's not that's like a, a few sh- months i think really a few months i think so yeah we what played gw mclennan and the tent was full just just chockers really yeah what's that experience like i imagine that must have just been like overwhelming almost in yeah. a great way yeah yeah it was and and we we, we kind of fucked up because I think we're playing on the Sunday and we went there on the Friday and we're just young, excited dudes camping. Um, so oh, we went camped. hard for two days. And you can't. We can't. They don't, they don't so give you like good. a fucking plush little bloody tent to sleep in? Or I th- no, not, not at that point. No, yeah. we just camped. We were with our mates. We were stoked. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. We had, we had a good spot. Like we were pretty much camping behind the main stage. Oh, hectic. Um, but it was muddy and it was wild. And, and by the time Sunday came, we were just broken. <laughs> so... I think Scotty. I think Scotty was spewing into a bucket while drumming, pretty much. Damn, but still a great memory. Yes, yeah. well, absolutely. Yeah, makes it even better. Do you? Are you addicted to the feeling of like playing in front of live audiences like that? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. If you turn up and there's not that many people there, like if we go to like Europe or something, and we maybe book a too big a venue, yeah. I'm addicted to not feeling like that as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's almost that's the it's just avoiding that yeah. feeling. You know? <laughs> yeah. 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 Looking at See, I've like, had <sighs> I've had one feeling, I haven't had the other. I've I've had the empty room feeling. Oh fuck yeah, we've had the empty room. <laughs> I haven't what, had, like I haven't had a big crowd feeling. We so back when we were um and we may have told this story on here before I can't remember, but we were back much too soon before we should have been doing anything. Probably five years ago. Yeah, about so. five or six years ago, um, pub on Ox uh, on in Enmore. I fucking forget. Harbour View. No, Botany View. Botany yeah. View. And um, Paddy, the dude who runs it, was like, there. He was like, four shows uh, this month every Wednesday. Can you guys do a live show? And we were like, fuck it, why not? So we had like one with State of Origin. Like you get Josh Reynolds in there, but you've got State of Origin. Then another one made. And all our mates came. All our mates came. Then, like, maybe another state of origin or something. Everyone comes again. And it was, like, rugby union. Jeremy Paul and Justin Harrison, they got absolutely shit-faced. And basically, we didn't speak the whole time. They were maggot just, like, going at each other. Oh my God. Still had people there. 
Next one was piss and rain. We didn't book anyone. And then it was like the Soccer World Cup was on. And I'm sure you know Zelko Kalic. Who's that? Of third string Australian goalkeeper. You don't know the, th- you don't know the third string Australian Zipko soccer what? Zelko Kalic, the Croatian-born Australian third no, string. I'm not meant to know him, right? I'm not I didn't know him. who he was until the day we got Zelka. And shout out to Zelka. Good man. Like, he was a great dude, but, like, not exactly getting people. Who booked him? I did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I booked Zelka. Out of desperation. Yeah, yeah. And, again, no disrespect to Zelko. We were going to get Zach Pritchard up. We were just going to get shout our mate, our mate. to yeah. just come and talk soccer because we're like, fuck. Anyway, piss and rain, Zelko College on stage, empty. And I don't mean, like, a couple – Empty. People were in the, like, dining section of the place. No one in there. Zelko brought his, like, mates who they were all going to go to the fucking cast or something afterwards. So, like, they weren't there to see us. Was it one of those things where they walk, like, because it's so empty and you're in a kind of a public space, you have people that walk in to, like, just have a beer and then realise they don't want to be in. They, 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 they leave when in, they yeah. see you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. An, it was an awkward energy. Basically, We've we, had just, that. we just turned and faced each other and we're like, well, we're, we're at least recording this. Let's just turn this into a podcast. So, look, we do... We have, you know, we get it. We actually probably get it more than you do. It hurts. Oh, <laughs> well, we hurts. get it. Don't worry about that. But when it, when, it, when it's going good, yeah, like mm. when you guys do the cacks and stuff and stuff, right? When it's yeah. just heaving, mm. yeah, good it's, feeling. Oh, fuck yeah, it's the best. It's mad fun. Yeah. So, um, when do you like? So you do Splendor, right? But like, so how's that first album go? And what's the release like? Is there no, like I assume you're shitting yourself, but you guys are like you're on a bit of a heater. There was there was a heap of like fucking vibe around the Rubens I remember the yeah time. no I think at that point we were just saying like our expectations were really low like we were just like all right we, let's hope that we can do Splendor again then or like let's hope that Triple J like I think we, we were telling ourselves like even if nothing if, if we don't go further than this like this is sick yeah and we were in a good headspace but it kept going like we had um we had some we, we got signed by an international american label at the same time later that year so we're going over and doing festivals in the states and all that stuff oh, so it wasn't sick. like it was just like spent splendor box ticked and now we just do the australian thing for a bit yeah. like mm. there was new stuff happening constantly so it was just sick the first record went gold um which for a record is real hard. Yes. And that yeah, was yeah. like, I think that was the only album, like full album, maybe the second one went gold too, but like we got a plaque and all that stuff. So it was just like a series of just like mini achievements that were just the most incredible thing ever. Yeah. Like back to those days when there was no expectations at all, everything was fun, you know? What was it like with your family? So so there's three, three there's, you, got a, you got a shitload of siblings. There's like six of you? Oh yeah, one or six, yeah. And then three of the boys in the band. Yeah. What's the family vibe like? It's... I reckon it's good. I think creatively, like, when you're making music or making decisions about your career or business decisions, like, you kind of have to be able to be a cunt sometimes or mm. just be really direct. We don't say cunt on this podcast. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you bastard. Um, you kind of have to be a cunt. Yeah. Um, and you've got to be able to take it and you've just got to be able to get it, like, just get to the point and move on without feelings being hurt. And I yeah. feel like as siblings, you can kind of do that because we are, we are siblings who love each other and get along really well. Mm. But you can kind of cut the bullshit. Um, luckily, we've got Scotty and Will who aren't our siblings in the band as well because that breaks things up. Yep. Um, I feel like being in a band with five brothers, would, you would, we wouldn't talk about anything. Yeah. Like it, when, when me, Elliot and Zach go for a beer because the other boys don't want to while we're on tour, we just kind of sit there. Because we've got nothing to say to each other. Yeah, you've said it all. Yep. You've said it all. 
But um, no, it's nice. It's nice. And then how do your parents and your other siblings who aren't part of it, like how, what's that experience? Like that must be kind of cool. Yeah, it's mad. I mean, like, especially like early on, cause like my parents never really went to shows that much and, and it kind of gave our parents like a whole new sort of social life. Like they, they would come to Splendor yeah, right. and, and we get tickets for everyone and we'd, we'd just sort of have like another reason for us all to hang out, which we didn't have before. Mm. So obviously they're like, they're super proud of us, but they've also been there for all the incredible moments. Like we yeah. go out and if we get a record, go gold or something, then, you know, our families will come to the dinner with the label. Like it's, it's just a, it's a nice vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Have you always been a musical family? No. Like is it, growing up, was it, was there always people fucking singing and no. Drumming and Thank playing God guitar, for that. tambourines yeah. and shit. No, dude. Recorders, like the. No, we weren't like one of those like sit around the piano and sing, ca- sing Christmas, like Christmas carols. carols yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we was we were super shy. Like we were all like I was saying before, like we were all super shy. We 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 learned an instrument when we were young because I feel like that was just what you did. You'd kind of pick an instrument for a bit. You might stick with it. You might not. You play yeah. a team sport. It's all about just growth. Mm-hmm. Maybe being out of your comfort zone a little bit, but it was just pick a sport or, f- or pick a few sports, mm. choose an instrument. And we just stuck with it. Mm. What uh, sports you play? I played some wild sports. I played ice hockey. Fuck off. Yeah, really? I played ice hockey. Yeah. Um, I played, I did, then I just played the rest of them, like league cricket. I played one season of cricket, so that doesn't really count. It counts, bro. It's fucking boring. Um, league for school. And then I just played everything. Well, now yeah. I'm just trying it's to guess. Can I guess what position you were in league? I don't yeah. know, right? Because obviously you're tall now, but I don't know what you were like as a as a as a young man. But you are a, you're slight as well. But yeah. then maybe you were fat and then you stretched out. It's hard to sort of. I'm seeing you're a back. Like I can't see you in the forwards. No, I wasn't a forward. Yeah, you, you've got to be a centre wing sort of a guy. Maybe half a fullback. Back. Fuck off! You're a half back. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any real logic to how I was trying to work that out. I was just, <laughs> you just said that. I was I'm, just talking. Oh, you might have been short. You might have been fat. Talk. I think what you were doing as well is probably try to get a couple of cues off him. Yeah, that never yeah I was just letting yeah, you go. You like, got back. I was like a uh, what's it when you're trying to a mentalist? Or because right? you were like, uh, are you were you skinny? You might have been skinny. Were you fat? You might have been. fat. I was trying to get. Were you you could have been short. You might have been short. You might have been short and fat. Oh yeah. So you're half back. I was just letting you finish. So you got a bit of ball playing in you. I mean, let's just say my my school didn't have that many good players to pick from. I played Camden's a lot of touch, a junior actually. nursery, aren't you, Camden guy? That's where a lot of fucking. I grew up in Camden, man. but I went to Broughton. It was a school that played against. We would, for example, like our team, the, the first team there, we would play against like the fifth at uh at St Greg's. Oh yeah, so St, St. Greg's, St. Greg's were yeah, yeah weapons. Yeah. We, we would lose to like their fifth team. Yeah. Okay. But we played to. We're in the inner west. Sorry, we're in the uh, the southwest of Sydney. So we were playing against some. Big boys, you know. I played against the Gregs once as well. They're fucking terrifying. Yeah, and I would just get creamed. Our backline had nothing, so it gets to me, and every time, all I, all I can, like, there's no shape. I'm literally just wrap it up and just get fucked up every time. <laughs> no shape, love that. You weren't no running shape. shape. There was no shape. It would get to me if we were lucky, and then I would just, and then you just, just get fucking crunched. Yeah, but it was awesome fun. Yeah, it is. I good. didn't play beyond that. I played a lot of touch in school as well. A couple of St. Gregs crunchings will knock the fucking yeah. the energy yeah. out of the best of them. Well, it's, it it just pushes you into music, doesn't it? <laughs> a couple of fucking, a couple of Greg snappings. You go, nah, <laughs> you know what? nah. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, some yeah, I start singing. <laughs> I'm singing. Yeah, I knew that. I knew that that voice came from somewhere, mate. <laughs> yeah, I, can see, yeah, I feel the pain. <laughs> There's some Greg either. snapping. I always, I'm always intrigued with people that can sing well. You've been one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
about when you found your voice, so to speak. So mm. I always think, like, because you gotta, you've gotta have sung to yourself at some point to be like, I've got it. Or was there a moment where someone goes, you know what, bro, you're actually pretty good? Because some people, yeah. I feel like, would maybe not even know until they're in the twenties necessarily that they can sing. I or think ever. it's yeah, forever. Yeah, yeah, true. And I think like the skill of singing, like the actual controlling your voice and do, making it do what you want to do. Mm. I feel like I've gotten better and better at that over the years. Um, the tone of your voice is something that you can't really change. You can try and imitate other people's tones, but you kind of just have, you know, it's like your speaking voices. You guys mm. actually sound really unique, but and that's the same with a singing voice. It's just like you can't change that. It's a gift. It's a gift. Am I right, boys? Well, it's a gift. Yeah, I appreciate that. Like you just got to harness that, you know. Um, but when did you find you had a voice? A singing. I, I was. I started singing like um, in high school. Like just, I was just doing high school music, probably year ten. Yep. And I and I was playing guitar and singing there, just just to get through my exam. Like just pick a cover, like a Bublé cover or a John Mayer cover or something, mm. and mm. just like do that. But I, I remember that my my music teacher hated me. Um. Again, sort of his favoritism. I was a bit of a smartass, but I wasn't the worst student. And he would mark me shit. But they would have to get two teachers come, to come in to mark the more important important life performances. And so there was this other teacher who actually wasn't my teacher who would come in and they would mark together. And the, my teacher would give me nothing and shit all over me. And when I walked out of one of the performances, the other teacher came out and was like, hey, I just want to let you know, like, you should try and do this. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Stimson. Mr. Stimson. Stimson, shout out, mate. Shout Stimson. out, Mr. That's the one Stimson, thing that stuck dude. with me forever because he didn't have to do that. He came yeah. out and told me that, like, you should, you could do this. You should stick with this. Wow. And, and you then he came to one of our shows, like, Did years he? later. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, it's Were it. you feeling a bit like, sort of, for lack of a better word, off music because of your music teacher at the time? Like, did a little he sort bit. of drop the passion out of you a bit? I think so. And I think as like a vocalist, like, it's kind of subjective, right? So, like, if you're watching The Voice and all those kind of shows, they just sort of reward just being able to sing and do, like, the freaking up and down. Like, yeah, all that wild stuff, like it's a sport or a circus mm. trick. But Porn. Yes. Voice porn. Voice porn. And that's, if that's all you're watching, you're going to compare yourself to that yeah. and forget that it's actually more about... Listen, you watch a double penetration scene, you're like, I'm not up to that. I can't do that. I can't do that. Yeah, I mean, that's doing, not love, baby. That's, <laughs> that's not love. <laughs> DPs, no, they don't love to be found in a DP scene. Not that I'm aware of. No. <laughs> Tony's love. Missionary. Missionary and Tone. Maybe a little doggy. <laughs> if the mood strikes. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Little sorry cowgirl on a Sunday. But you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did that go how I think? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> oh fuck! Sorry, dude. That made me laugh. <laughs> yeah. So, was uh, like, was, did music- but shout out. Well, hang on, shout out to Mr. To Mr. Stimson. Stimson. Again, yeah, big shout out. I think, I think we need to just like let's not gloss over that. No. For a teacher to come in there and go, you know what? I'm gonna need to say something's pretty cool. Yeah. Because it did, it impacted me in some way. I, I did have a crack. Mm. So, and did you? Was it? Was it always something you wanted to do then? Music performing? Like, did you feel like in like even if it wasn't something you were admitting outwardly, but like it was just sort of there that that was something you wanted to do? I had an inkling that I could do it. I just didn't. I wasn't sure that. I, I wasn't like certain that it was what I wanted to do for a long time. If I'm talking a few years after high school, yeah. I was just sort of just 
working out whether I was going to come back and go to uni really. Um, but I think, I guess having a taste of like doing the live performance stuff in London probably helped me actually in hindsight. Like there was a few sort of shows that I did there where, yeah, someone in the audience would come up and say, Hey, like I'm a tour manager and I, I you know, maybe I could book you a couple of shows. Like things did st- sort of start to happen there. Um, with certain industry people coming up and all that. So I guess like as I got a bit of like um, people sort of just a bit of affirmation just saying like, hey, you, you, you could do this, I guess. It just doesn't – it's not something that you grow up thinking you can do, right? Like no. most people will try music for a bit and that's not going to work. It's not going to happen. So I guess for you to at that stage in your life in, in high school to be like, that's what I'm going to do and I'm going to be good at it, like mm. kind of cocky. Because there's so much shit that has to go right on top of just talent. Yeah. Um, but do you reckon that's something you more learn after the fact as opposed to like when you're a bit younger, like you're a bit more optimistic about fucking having a crack at anything? Or do you True. You- yeah, taking risks, like big time, big yeah. time. And it was just more like I'm young. There's no pressure on me. I don't need to make money to support my family. I don't have to make a decision on what I'm going to do with my life at all. Mm. So if I just muck around with music for a few years, sweet. Um, and... I guess that the, the hard thing is just how do you f- sort of, if, if it didn't happen, how would I finance going forward? And there's a lot of bands that I know that stuck it out for years before they got what we got. Yeah, right. We didn't have to do that. And I'm not sure if I would have done it. Like we had six months of... Grind. Grinding. <laughs> <laughs> how terrible. We're, yeah, exactly. We're so lucky. But um, yeah, I, I think like you often see like bands, there's a lot of really, really big bands that have come from money. And I can see why that happens. Shepherd. It's because you got a fucking golden parachute. <laughs> What'd you say? Shepherd. Shepherd. Yeah. Oh, there's heaps more than that. No, I, I don't want to shit on anyone. This. No, you name one. Meeting trick. <laughs> 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 no, he's self-made. Rap's yeah, self-made, know, baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, the strokes. Really? I'm not going to shit on Australian bands because there's nothing wrong with coming from money. But but there's uh, nothing wrong with it at all. No, not at all. I know, and I'm not saying that at all. It's just it, 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 I can see why it's so common in bands that make it is because a lot of people... You can afford to fail. You can afford to have a crack. Yeah, like right. F1 drivers. Yes. Like F1 drivers. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. So I'm not sure. Not if talking about you, Lewis Hamilton. Don't get, don't get angry. No, right. Yeah, because <laughs> no, don't, don't. Is this Ricardo from fucking Dosh? That'd be a little uh, bit, right? That'd have to be. A, you'd have to you, to travel around and buy the carts and all that shit. You got to have a little bit. Got to have on. something going on. You know what I mean? But is, like, is the, Lewis the only one that had, that sort of? I think I think had to sacrifice and. Yeah, Lewis was like poor kid done good. Really? Sort of yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I did not know that. Yeah. Whereas, like, one. there's a couple of billionaires on the starting. Well, group. Scotty, who's the sur- snowboarder, Australian snowboarder, Scotty. Scotty James, this is a very fucking long-winded. He's married to some chick whose brother is an F1 driver. Lance Stroll. He's married to Chloe Stroll. There you go. Billy's. Yeah. yeah. And Lance Stroll just keeps crashing and he won't lose his spot because yeah. daddy owns the team. Oh, yeah. does he? Yeah, own yeah. The team? There's a, there yeah. Gets a, it gets even like oh. more hectic. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I can be an F1 driver forever even <laughs> yeah. if I can't drive. Yeah. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. I actually, there's something about that I think is fucking cool. Well, not cool, but fun. Well, not cool, but Dribbly. like. <laughs> it's dangerous. dangerous. <laughs> That's yeah. actually a better word. That's a better word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it is. It's dangerous. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, when you got signed to that global label, mm-hmm. what's that process like? Like, are you in a room with some fat cats and big wigs and fucking like, or are you? Obviously, the power dynamic is heavily weighted in their favor. I would assume, at least in that moment, what's the whole process like? Well, lucky you're kind of insulated from that shit because you got. You got your your management already sort of doing so the stuff. So you got like you. local management. 
Yeah, well, so we had we had at the time we had um, American management and Australian management. Right. Um, the American management were out there shopping our record because okay. we carved it out basically. So it wasn't like we did a worldwide deal out of Australia. We we carved out Australia, and we, so we could go and find another deal in America, find mm-hmm. another deal in Europe because yep. we had the interest. Right. Um, but we so we signed to to Warner's in America. Um, and yeah, we just got a phone call one morning cause it was like five in the morning and my manager in the States just called me going, you're a millionaire buddy. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? What's going on? He's like, you're a millionaire. And I'm like, what the hell dude? He's told me that we just signed a record deal and it wasn't a million dollars. But yeah. So it, fucking honey dick job. Yeah. Yeah. Just wanted to excite you. Oh, I mean, it was probably close to it, but it all got spent on that studio that we worked in. <laughs> Wow. So the, the bill that we spent on that on making the second record would make your eyes water. Really? Yeah. So you you make you get a record deal. You don't get that money in your pocket. That's to go and spend in a pretty antiquated industry of making records in the old school way yeah. and spending a fortune. So it all just disappeared. Into so do you think that. antiquated in the sense that like you don't need to, like you could just do it yourself? These days, well, we do do it ourselves now. Yes, yeah, so you um, got your, your bunker out. And we got the out. bunker, yeah. And I mean, a lot of artists, as you know, like solo artists, DJs, and stuff, they're just going to do it on their laptop, mm. and they'll get get a producer to tickle it up at the end. So there's so much you can do now. Um, if you've got the money to spend to go over to that New York studio, like I would recommend it. But it's okay, going to cost so you, you like hundreds worth, of thousands of dollars to make mm, an album. It's like not worth it, but worth it. Well, it was a great experience because it wasn't our money we were playing with, you know? Yeah. Like, in the end, it was paid for by an American company, major label. Yeah. And we had the best experience ever for two albums. And we learned a heap. Like, we learned so much about the process from working with, like, the engineers and the mm. producers and stuff that now Will, our bass player, has his own studio and we can sort of take all that shit that we learned. Mm. Yeah, producery right. stuff and we don't need a producer to be in the studio with us anymore. Fully. Yeah. Forgive my naivete, but mm. what does a record label do now? Like, what's their, like, main... I mean, financing still. So, like, they... So, will they'll pay... Will they, like, give you an advance to... Yeah. Write and then record, and then they pay for the recording of an album? Yeah, so they'll give you an advance for, the like, a recording budget, basically, yep. if you're making yep. an album. And then they'll also give you an advance as well, which is just a cash advance, which just gets split up between commissions and the rest of the band. Yep. Which is never much, because you don't really want to take much, because you've got to pay it back. Yeah. Mm. So, that's something that you kind of learn pretty quick, that... Um, you just want to take what you need and then try and make the rest of the money from just being out there touring yep. or from publishing, which is a whole different story. But um, yeah, you don't want to go into debt um, too much. It's just nice that, that like, that, so that's on the front end of it. Like they'll give you the money to make, make an album, but then they have their whole marketing, PR, radio, all that stuff. Right. So, so you're, got, that's the big thing. Yeah. So they've got, you know, relationships with Kiss FM, for example. 100%. They okay, have a radio person that goes yep. to those places every day with their artists and, yep. you know, just okay. runs the show. So it would be really hard to do it. Some artists do do it independently completely, but I'm happy to rely on them for that stuff. Yeah, what about sure. touring? Do they handle that sort of thing? Cause nah, I so a booking agent will handle that stuff. But are they linked? Uh, no. So we've got a separate booking agency. Right. Um, and Yeah. But they'll still like collaborate a lot so if we've got like hey we're ha- putting out an album next october and this is our plan for the f- next four singles between now and then mm. that will there'll be a conversation with my management our management involved the label and the booking agent sort of just a coordinated sort of this is going to be our plan to help promote the record you know mm. so it's like they, they work together all the time but how much is this boring no, no, I, dude, I'm actually, no, 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 because it sounds so boring to no, me. No, yeah, of course it does to you, but no, you're no, too no, close no. to it. I am, yeah, because yeah, I'm fucking it. loving this. Yeah, no, I'm enjoying oh, it. I'm going to go. Questions. 
Yeah, go for it. How 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 much has it changed since when you first started to now in terms of the split between touring and the money you make off streaming or record sales? It's I reckon it's changed every single record. So we've got four out. Yep. And every record, the strategy has changed. Mm-hmm. The way the finances work has changed. So like. We used to sell, like I said, on that first album, like a whole album, physical CDs. We sold, we we sold, we, we got gold on that on physical CDs. Yeah, 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 pretty much. Like streaming, sort of, added, like helped a little bit back then, but it was pretty much just physical. What year right? was this? Twenty eleven, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't think I had streaming back then. No way. Yeah. So that was like back the last sort of era of like selling physical CDs, um, and that was profitable. Like that, even though we had to pay the label back, um, that worked and. Then streaming sort of started to come in, but things have changed so much, like to the point now where, yeah, streaming. If you look at the numbers on what we might make over a million streams, you'd be shocked. Um, so that's not going to cut it. Like we're not going to make a living. It's like band sta- it's like staggeringly low. Isn't yeah, it's it? so 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 low. Yeah. So we've got a tour, and we're fine with that because we love touring. So that's sweet. Um, but even just the way you promote music, like the way that, I mean, I've got to say, the radio isn't as important anymore Mm -hmm. um last album cycle that we did like you would have radio stations looking at what's uh, what streaming sort of numbers you were doing to get in there now it's not even it's not even really that impactful like it's all about just playlisting now so it's like every single time we we release an album there's a different thing playlisting so it's about just getting your song into a playlist Oh, like popular playlists. Popular playlists, yeah. So on on Spotify. Yeah, so you're you got your label pitching to Spotify your album or your song, saying, "Hey, this could be really good. Like, you should listen to this one. This could be a good hot hits of summer song. Maybe like oh, it's like they're plugging right. it straight to the streaming services, um, like they would, you know, five years ago to to your different so, radio stations. Yeah, right. Because that's the most important thing by far is is just getting your streaming numbers up. It's funny because like I don't. Y- and I'm not, but as I'm in, not as in, just just to clarify, the streaming numbers going up is a good indicator of how well you can sell a tour. That's a whole other thing, right? Because so, I'm just I'm curious because you're saying this like the money you get off streaming's fucked. So yeah. like, what is what is what is having good streaming eyeballs or well, earlobes I mean, equate to? That's a good point. I mean, the radio will look at streaming still. So it all ca- it all kind of works together still. Like radio is still important, but it's not the only thing anymore. And it's not even as important as streaming. Yep. Um, you used to be able to literally just go to Triple J. If you got away at Triple J, then you're selling out Airmore Theatre. Like it was just simple. Mm-hmm. Now it's, it's if, if your streaming numbers are up, maybe a, a publishing company looking to sync a, one of your songs to a movie is going to be hearing it or mm-hmm. saying oh those yeah, streaming yeah. numbers are good or if it goes well on tiktok and blows up then it's going to be on an ad next week like it's oh, all that stuff i was thinking that, that like crazy that, how much tiktok like, songs that go viral are like are you like sort of made after that happens some people are like there's certain people um like australian artists that we've known that have had a song from like eight years nine ten years ago suddenly just become the the song of the month on tiktok that's just on every video and mm. They make a million bucks. Might have to start whacking some drift tracks on there. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that, that must be a trip though, seeing how like much it's changed and the things that you need to focus on and how TikTok can just come in and now it's like something you need to think about. It is something we have to think about, like social media plans, content days, shooting stuff, all that stuff, trying to make it still feel like us. Yeah. 
Um, it's hard. Like I hate it. Like everyone in the band hates it. And I yeah. think pretty much every artist really does, unless they one of those artists that started as an influencer and then went to music. Yeah. Mm. Um, so it's pretty tricky. Yeah. No. I guess do, in terms of just the 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 business of music, right? Like, mm. and obviously you're, you're making your, your you know your writing and producing everything, but then once it's made, that whole process of like getting it out there has changed. It's changed so much, and like. I was talking about this with another label mate of mine the other day. I was just saying like, you can have all the strategy in the world, but people aren't focusing on the most important thing, which is just making the best possible song. Mm. doesn't have to be a whole album. Just every, like, you just need a fucking incredible song mm. and the songwriting itself, production, all that stuff. You can, you can do all the f- TikToks you want. Like you can go and just tick all the label boxes of, of like how to run your social media all that yeah. kind of stuff but if you, if the song isn't incredible it's not going to go anywhere it's not going to go viral yes. you know like so i think like an incredible song has always proved itself to be life-changing for an artist you look at like riptide by vance joy mm. i remember we heard that song we, we were playing south by southwest with him um and that song hadn't come out yet and we have the same like lawyer in the states and he, and he came up to me he was like dude listen to this this riptide song by vance like it's gonna it's gonna do big things for him mm. trust me and we heard him play it on the acoustic guitar and i was like yeah, it's fucking pretty good hey shit <laughs> <laughs> and then look at it now it's yeah. still the number one song in, like it's the number one song on itunes in australia right now it has been for like two months i'm pretty sure what yeah i guess it's having some kind of ses- some success sort of overseas somewhere whatever like it's just it just sort of happens it keeps going dude and that's just like there's that kind of thing it's just like that's because of the song it wasn't because yeah. he did a dance to or it the strategy TikTok. that fucking exactly. was put in place it, yeah it wasn't because people started like you know dropping it down to that no song. nothing went viral it's just i mean i actually you know what he did get ashton kutcher i think ashton kutcher tweeted about that song was it that one fucked if i know when did he tweet about it i think so. oh like Double recently ashton kutcher did he or he tweeted about an Australian. Oh, it might have been Angus and Julia. He blew uh, up one of the songs in Australia. I just know that. Of, of Vance Joy? It might have been Vance Joy or it might have been... Can't find much about Aston Kutcher and Vance Joy. Okay, I'll think about it. He tweeted about someone. That was like the early days of like sending something viral as well. It was like eight years ago. One tweet. One, Aston yeah, Kutcher. and then it fucking goes. Yeah. But anyway, my point is... Now just people need to focus so on the good stuff. Cheap. It's so different now, virality. In the sense of like, someone can go viral for like a day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, like if you went viral back in the day, you stayed viral. There's also, there's also something very cheap about the desperate pursuit of virality where you're just like, uh, you can't like, let it run anything you do. You no. can't if you're making a music video, if you're making some kind of content, mm. if you think about trying to go viral, you're not gonna fucking go viral. <laughs> there's no way in the world. No you way. Say that there's word, no rhyme or reason to no, it. No, there's not. Like we just again by virtue of the fact that we're in the job we're in, like we have a TikTok and we fucking have our Instagram, we do shit, but like Never. We don't like Well, this is the songwriting here, right? Like is in this is the point at the core you're able to do all the other stuff because of just doing this stuff, the pod, right? Yes. Um, and then you take the opportunities that come your way and you try and, you know, build the brand, all that stuff. But it all has to come with good shit happening Listen, here. you don't get sent free shapes for fucking <laughs> exactly. TikToks, you know what I mean? Exactly. Oh, no. I think Ashton Kutcher tweeted about somebody that I used to know. There you go. That's the one. Go to you. Yeah. Go to you. Yeah. But that, that, that was now, a huge boost to that, that song. That song pumped its dick off. Yeah, it really did. I haven't, I hadn't heard or thought about Gautier for a while. Until just then. Probably, <laughs> well, yeah, no, probably, but it popped but up into my brain a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, "Fucking god!" Gotcha. I hadn't heard him from probably two years, three. Get years. me, correct me if I'm wrong, Dave. Did that song come out in the same year that Pup 
fucking got his 300 at the SCG against India. Don't know. Well, no, that you're probably talking about a hottest 100 same year. Maybe, but I just remember. Huh? Released 2011. Uh, I think Pup, well, maybe. Pup, maybe 2012. Maybe. When did Pup get his 300 at the SCG? It just feels like that time. I'm feeling hotness. Maybe. I'm feeling summer. I'm feeling <laughs> 13, 14. Pup batting for three that days. That did pump for like three years. Dude, that, yeah, that was summer of 11, 12. Fuck, oh, wow. I'm good, dude. Yes. Wow, it's good. That was some savannah Because well, if it came out in 11, then it would have been hottest 111 and 12. I just remember being at a yes. the boy's house so and for three days... Pups batting, and for some reason, I can see Gautier's fucking face. Anyway. Did he win? Surely. Did he win? Did he? Yeah. There you go. Triple J tattoo. How was, where's, how, your ta- where's your tattoo? Show him. It's Come on, you get your tat up. You know, it's not dick close, is it? Don't show him your penis. You got to, don't show him your penis. Don't show him your penis. Don't show, I guess, your penis. It's big oh. too, dude. It's so big. And the other bits are Toblerone, because last name's Tobler. That's incredible. That is so good. Are you still a big fan? Um, <laughs> Seeing him do up his fly just while you're talking. I to know him it's, so it's a lot. Off-putting. Not so much anymore. Nah, not so much. Anymore. I think it's just an age thing. I think like as you you age out of stuff, right? Yeah. And people are like on Triple J, they're all like, "Oh, it's not the fucking same anymore." Blah 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 blah. And it's just like, yeah, we just reached that age, I guess. That's what we were trying. We were discussing happens. that before because Dave also a big. I mean, he doesn't have the tattoo. He's not all not in. Tattoo. But we were discussing about whether Triple J has like fallen off or whether it's the I think the radio numbers overall have gone down right we all know those figures it's gone down but that's pretty much across the board I know they've lost a little bit but the the kids are still loving it yeah that's their target market yeah they're sort of playing towards that market that's the kind of host they have and kids are still into it they kind of have to keep looking like it's like I guess like us making it making albums every time you make a new one you've got to try and reach the new generation of people coming up and getting off shit music and hopefully listening to more contemporary music. Like yes. the fresh 18 year olds who are trying to starting to like go off your Demi Lovato's and whatnot and mm. Shout out to try Demi. out band music. Right. Yeah. So, but you've got to do that work every time. Mm. And it's probably the same thing with, with triple J it's like, they can't just stay with people my age. Like they can't just keep targeting my age as it no. gets older and older. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that'd be very, that'd be two GB. Yeah. Very eventually. GB, yeah. Yeah. By the end of it. Yeah. yeah. So do you then, is there any like conscious, like how do you target younger people basically, yourself? I think uh, we don't really. I mean, to be honest, we just hope every time. We just hope that young people still show up to our shows. Like we've got loyal fans who who have been with us us since the start and they're like my age, I'm like 35. Like they're still coming as well and older fans too. But I guess like every time we, we, we put out a record, and go on to uh, I'm all, I'm secretly just hoping there's a bunch of young kids in the front still. Yeah, because it just yeah. means longevity, right? Yeah, for sure. No, so, but I would never make a decision so, like in the songwriting process. Um, yeah, I, I hate it when people use really contemporary lyrics like TikTok. You know, something that's going to age in two years really badly. Like if you throw that into a song, yeah. Um, like if you talk about like WhatsApping me or something, you know, and, yeah, and yeah. just 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 to try and get yeah, that, just that to audience. try and sound that that sugar hit of fucking right of nowness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't, yeah, I'm not going to tailor anything to the kids. No, no, no. You don't, you good. don't, you don't feel the need to get like a 17 year old sort of another band member just to like some really young trendy cunt that's just going to keep things fresh. No, <laughs> fair, fair enough. Fair. You just get someone to do that in our music videos or something like yeah yeah what's like, music videos like has that changed in uh, like i remember like early 2000s 
when someone dropped a music video, that was fucking the thing, right? Yeah. Obviously, when you guys hit it, like it was sort of maybe a bit after that. Maybe there were still music videos. Or music no, it was, it was still a thing for sure. Still mornings, a big man. fucking thing. Yeah, it was for the first few years. It was, and and like we made a great music video for the last song that just came out. But then um, we're in that sort of point now where we're discussing with our label, like, hey, do we want to spend the money on a video? Like, I don't think so. Mm. It's not a thing. Like, yeah. it's it's you just put up a lyric video. And again, if the song's great, it's going to do the work. Yeah. Because um, it costs a lot, right? Mm. So make something look good. Even at, like, I feel like music production is so much cheaper than it used to be. But to get a crew and a camera crew and do all the post-production, all that shit, it's still, it's a lot of money. That that we, we, could just spend that, we could spend that on just, just advertising. Take so that 20K music budget and just spend it on, a, on digital marketing yeah. for the band, you know? Yeah. It's probably going to be better. How much of the and music videos suck to make as well? No bands like making. Oh, then Black was that? <laughs> it's probably just because you didn't get in. Like most most people didn't get into music to be in front of the camera. Yep. And they're long, and often you don't like them in the end anyway. <laughs> so. Yeah. 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 How much? How long? Well, it seems like you're across the business side, and you got a label as well, now, don't you? What's it called? Yeah, we got a joint venture with Warner Purple Phase. Purple Phase. Yeah, which has been an interesting like getting to see the inside of that's what i was going to ask right like you're on the other side there and like how much of the time being in the band like were you actively across like the business side of things i used to be really across it like i used to go to meetings with the lawyer in in the states and just because i was truly intrigued not because i wanted to be a control freak um i just liked getting to know it um but like we have an incredible manager, Greg, who kind of just made me realize, I'm just going to leave this to you, dude. For a long time there, it was just, just tell us what to do. We'll give you our input, but we're happy to sort of take, we trust our label, we trust our manager. Yeah. Mm. So I kind of get, I got the industry, but it's also, like I said, it's so fast changing that I just don't have the energy or I haven't had the energy in the past to really try and keep up. Mm. Um, but it's been super interesting having a record label. I mean, I've got partners, like we've got a bunch, there's a bunch of us in the label. Mm. Um but it is fun. It's fun. I, I guess the what way that... the impetus to do that? <coughs> I think um, we often take out really young artists when we go on tour. Um, we do like regional touring quite a bit. Um, when we're not doing the major cities, we'll go and do like a north, far north Queensland tour or something. And we often take a really green young artist that we find on somewhere on, on uh, Spotify or something. And, and I guess from doing that, just realising how, how exciting it is for them, but also how much they don't yet know made us realize like because we'd just be in the van with these these guys and girls for like days on end and they'd just be asking us question after question and we're yeah. realizing actually we have fucking something to give here like yeah. we've been doing this for a while so we thought it was more of just a in the label side of things it wasn't let's go and make money because we, we understand that it's pretty pretty unlikely as a record label but it was like we've teamed up with warners warners have the budget we can take some of the, like a small amount of this budget and we can use it to find cool artists and help basically just give them money to go and make music. And then we sort of help, I guess, because we do produce music as well. We can get in the studio with them if they need it. We can take them to, and show them what it's like to perform live. We can do rehearsals with them. It's more just like that like band boot camp and you Fuck get yeah. paid to like go and make music. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's cool. It is. Are you enjoying cool. it? I'm enjoying it. Like, yeah. Who, who's the kid? There's one, there's, I don't know if it's the, there's a, uh, there's some dude that you've got at the moment who I just, Steven? I've seen clips of. Yeah, it might be Steven. Yeah, he's, he's incredible. Um, we were a fan of Steven like back in the day. We, he had a song that blew up on SoundCloud in like 2018 or something um, called Time. It's a fucking awesome song. Um, and then we were just fans of his, so we took him on tour. 
and then stayed mates with him and eventually convinced him to sign to our record label. So, yeah, it's good. Hectic. He's, he's a weapon. How's Stephen going? He's good. He's um He's been busy touring. He's heading over the States soon to do some songwriting. Yeah. He's got a debut album that we're sort of talking about now. These days it's pretty rare to make an album, but I feel like his fans are kind of ready for a body of work. Mm. Rare to make an album in that you just can subsist on singles. Just A lot of artists do, yeah, like DJs and stuff and R&B artists and stuff. You can just, yeah, just single after single. But I think Stephen lives in a world that isn't so straight up R&B like um, – He's got like a live band and he's a multi-instrumentalist. So I feel like the kind of album he could write would actually be worth writing. Right. So, yeah. And he's just Steven? Steven. Yeah. I like that. S-T-E-V-A-N. V-A-N. Yeah. Yeah, nice. First name, Ian. Sorry, Steven, I shouldn't have said oh, that. Oh, really? Before. Shit. Yeah. Sorry to out you there, Ian. Yeah. Beep it out. Yeah, <laughs> beep it out. <laughs> no, you can leave it, leave it in. Um, you won fucking Triple J Hottest 100. <clears throat> yeah. Like that's a... Uh, there are, it's a flex. Like, that's a huge flex. Uh, what year was it? Uh, 15 or 16. Yeah. Get your dick out of his <laughs> mouth, Pablo. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even have to Google that. <laughs> Legend. That's but, awesome. um, but like, what, a, what an insane... What an insane sort of thing to happen in Australia yeah. for uh, like it's not like it's just limited to Australian bands either, right? Like, but being an Australian band winning Triple J's Hottest 100. Yeah, huge. Especially then, like it was. I mean, it's still big now. Obviously, but it was. Massive. It was when 2015 was still when it was like hottest 100 parties. Everyone's still doing the thing. Maybe they're still doing that. I don't know. But like, yeah, yeah, it was. It, yeah, it was insane. Um, we had no expectation whatsoever to win it. I think only in the sort of the week or two leading up to it did we think we might be top ten. Just looking at sports bet, like that's all we do. Seriously, yeah, it's all the bands. All the Neds. bands are just looking at like. Sorry, Neds. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be checking Neds this year. Um, but yeah, just looking at like betting, betting yeah. shit because like that's your best like indicator, indicator for sure. So we, we had a look and we were like in the top, looking like the top ten then, and we're like, okay, holy shit, like that's that's crazy. But we we're playing at the um at the tennis at the Australian Open on the day of. Yeah, we we're playing at like five p.m. And so as we're playing songs, I'd finish a song, and I'd, I had a few like like fans in the audience that I would just say, hey. Like, what are we up to? And like, so the fans would update us on where we're at in between songs. Oh, and like, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. I just got number, blah, blah, blah. And we're like, sweet, thank you. And then it's like, keep playing because we're nervous, but having to finish this set. Yeah. And our song hasn't come yet. And we're like, fuck. And how far into the day are we here? Oh, it's 5 p.m. We started the set. So it's probably like in You'd the top 20 or 15. Top 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's getting yeah. serious. Yeah. It's getting, well, because the number one's like around, like, it's, Almost gone dark. It's seven-ish or eight? Yeah, yeah, later. seven or eight, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we finished the set and then um, by that point I know it was into the top ten. And Triple J had said to us, we, we knew this the day before, they were like, hey, can you go in down to the ABC studio when you finish your set um, just for an interview about the Hottest 100. But So that made us think, oh, shit, we're going to be high. We're, we're going to yeah. be high. But we also knew that there was a, there was a few other Australian bands. <clears throat> we knew stories of bands that were in contention for the top five and Triple J had sent video teams in past years like to, to their house party, sent over a video crew that, and they got second or third. Yeah. So we're all over over analysing everything that comes our <laughs> way, right? Like that's how we're thinking. We're doing yeah. research, calling people like, anyway, we get in the van, we drive down the street to Triple J and by the time we get there, I think it's like maybe six or seven. So we're, we're like, fuck, we're about to be in the top five. And all that all they tell us is go in, sit, sit down. There'll be one, there was only one dude in the whole building just sat down, put it, he was like, all I know is I've been told to put the camera on you. I don't know where you're coming. 
I'm sorry. I'm just going to record you. Put yeah. the headphones on and listen to the show. And the boys will come on and talk to you in a second. Fuck. So you're like having to sit there. You actually have to, had to go sit through the top six. But yeah. so you're not even like party or anything. You're just like, you just got oh, it's, almost, it's almost business time a little bit. It was, but it was just like, yeah, we were just sitting there just sweating. And had you been in the top 10 before? Is it? No, I think we got 20. I think my gun was 10. Was it? Yeah. Get your dick out of his mouth. You guys are amazing, dude. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Man, I've seen you guys live like three or four times. He he reckons you're like best mates. We've met before. We've got a photo together. Holy shit. Did you guys tell him that? No. No, no. Yeah, I know. I know. How the fuck do you know? Has he said that somewhere though? Like, No. No, we met outside of something. How when the fuck was, do you it remember was on, that? When on the- King Street in Newtown. Why was it though? We were doing something. No, nah, I don't think it was. It was just randomly one day. You know, I know because of Ridge. Ridge was there. Okay. And Ridge put us onto you guys and he yeah. knew who you were. Yeah. Or he saw a photo come there up. There you or something. go. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Shout okay. out to Tessie. Okay. There we go. There's the This is cute. This is cute. Unlock it, dude. It's fine. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. You have to unlock your phone, dude. Oh, no. Come on. Calm down, mate. Calm down, mate. That is fucking hilarious. Isn't it? Isn't that funny? <laughs> look at Dave. Oh my God. You look so... I mean, we all look different. Wait, let's be honest. We all look real different. <laughs> I'm happy with nice where we're at. Was that a nice moment? That was lovely. Look, we both met before we were at this level of fame. And yeah, now yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he said before... It's great he to actually, be here, He it? actually said, and I quote Dave here, he said, I met Sam before we were both famous. I was pretty well, famous. That's what he said. They yeah. were pretty famous, but that was pre-Hottest 100. <laughs> that's what you said. Yeah, that's what you said. Was that pre-Hottest 100? <laughs> yeah, that was November 2015. So Holy Yeah, January. I think we knew yeah, the yeah. fuck Sam was at that stage, <laughs> yeah, buddy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if we knew you, bro. I can't believe I said I was pretty famous. <laughs> oh, don't worry. You did. Nah, Dave just Leave it in. It. Yeah, leave it in. We'll put that as a clip. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't you put that. No, <laughs> <laughs> no you can stitch me on that. Yeah. Uh, so um, you're sitting there. And sitting you're there, yeah, sweating it out. Like, I, yeah, every time a song got called out, we're like, fuck off. All right, we're down to number four. And there was some, like, it was, I mean, it's always, I guess, big dicks, like, in that stage. Uh, well, of the, once that, I can't remember what number four was, but at number four of the probable songs left, you know that you're in there, right? Because yeah. you're one of the, yeah, right, so... Imagine if they'd stitch you up deluxe Dude. and you weren't even in the hundred. <laughs> we're still thinking that was possible so at like number four, right? That number still five having... and four were both Tame Impala songs. It was Let It Happen and Less I Know The Better back to back. Then Major Lazer. Yep. So Major Lazer was three and yeah. then uh, King Kunta yep. was number two. Fuck, so just so all had, like hectic. So it was us, Major Lazer and, and Kendrick for the, <laughs> vying for the top three. And at that point, we're just like, oh my God. <laughs> But then, so that yeah, major laser happened, and at that point we were just in party mode. We're jumping around like yeah. we're in the top two, but it's going to be Kendrick. Yeah, and then we're all sitting there with our headphones on. You can watch the clip online. It's it's a good clip because like it'll just make you fucking happy. Sick. Us going wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it it comes on and says, well, you know, the whole Triple J spiel, the hottest yeah. one hundred, number two, um, language warning, and we're like. We don't have a language warning on our song. Everyone oh. just looked at each other and threw their headphones off and oh. just went fucking ape shit. Wow. Everyone went mental. And can so as soon as that song came cut on. Cut the video in now so everyone can see it. Then we'll just watch it afterwards. We're at the business end. We're at the pointy end. We're at the rear end. Whichever end it is, we're there. Here is number two in Triple J's Hottest 100 of 2015. <gasps> number two in Triple J's Hottest 100. So nearly there. Uh, I got a bone a bit. What? No way! Oh, 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 o
fucking pass out. Oh I'm my fucking it. god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! It's a feel good thing, man. Like, and if, love you, that. if you can watch that and not feel something, you're a you're psychopath. Yeah. Yeah. psychopath. Yeah, you need it's to a go. good test. <laughs> yeah, 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 it is. If you don't, slip into this straitjacket, please, man. What was the? What'd you do after? What'd you do that night? Did you just rip. Oh, we had to. Oh, we went out for a dinner with the, you know the label um, and management, and all you know family and stuff. But we we're in Melbourne for that, so we went out for a dinner. But we had to get up at super early to go on TV on ABC TV. And then the thing is, we had to actually. Because you know how like like a version is pre-recorded. Yes, mm. everyone knows these days. Yes. But um, we had to get up the next morning to go to to record our like a version in Sydney. Oh, so we bullshit! Had a hectic shit day the next day. Was that though? Was that like? Is that that was the what next they do, day. or is that no. just like an unfortunate time? It was just unfortunate time. Oh, One that was one hundred the night before, and had to get up and be up at six in the morning, fly to Sydney, and do our recording. Oh fuck! And that is thing, a brutal schedule. It was horrible. I mean, that that night we partied. But the funny thing is, is that this is before we even knew that we had a chance. We had decided that we we're going to cover King Kunta. Um, <laughs> mashed up with Adele. Oh. Our, so it looked like we were just taking a dig at him the oh, next day. Because like, we covered the number two song. Wow. But yeah, the next night we had a then you great time. A, I mean, it, was, it, felt, it felt like a year long. Or a few months of just feeling like you forget for a second and you remember that it happened. And, and you're, you're like, just like, Fuck. holy shit. Yeah, I could go back to that moment even now. Yeah, and yeah. just little get boost. pumped again. Because yeah, yeah. it is a while. That's a... I think like it's just a it's just a crazy Australian like an iconic Australian thing as well. It's yeah. it's a nostalgic thing to win almost if that makes sense. Yeah. Like it's so ingrained in our culture. Yeah. Yeah, and it puts you alongside some pretty hectic some big nice. names. Yeah. Couple of Bernards in there. Couple of Fannings. Couple of Fannings. Couple of Nards. I must thank you for putting that that golf day on actually. Yeah, yeah I know. You I gave know. us one of the great fucking cocksucky moments. Auto fellatio moments. Well, cuz I tell life. people I tell people that story. They go fuck off. I go mate, I know. So he came up to you guys, right? Yeah. There was no there was no he just He was like, taking too long at the bar no, and I was like He was just they were just standing next to each other at the bar. I was behind Eddie. Was it you was, was it you two? So it was Eddie, Eddie in front, Eddie and Bernard. And Bernard's just like sitting there, like facing the away. But I can't see Bernard, and he's taking his time too. So I'm sort of looking at Bernard, like, is this guy fucking taking? But you were just, but, but, but you were both standing there at the bar, and it was just you just couldn't. I just didn't know the fuck. It, I wasn't expecting it to be Bernard Fanning. Yes. And then he turns, he goes, Eddie, and I'm like, how the fuck is this guy I know Eddie? And then I'm like, get the fuck out of here. That's, <laughs> That's fucking great. Bernard Fanning. And then Eddie's so looking at him, and I'm like, you better know this gun is Eddie. Or I'm gonna fucking kill you. <laughs> and then he's like, oh. And it was. But just, it took me like. It took me fucking ages to realise because you don't. People it's out of just context, not in your though. head. Bro. Out of context, it's just yeah. not in your head. Like I didn't. I'm there buying a beer because I'm a little bit stoned and I'm at this golf day and <laughs> we don't. Know, we don't even know the fuck you. We haven't even met you yet. And then it's just. You're also not like, expecting Bernard Fanning. Of who Bernard is? Fanning it, who is expecting that? No. You're not expecting Powderfingers Bernard Fanning of Bernard Fanning. It was a, of it was a day Fanning. full of heavy hitters, man. What are you talking about? You weren't well, expecting it. Well, uh, he was the heavy hitter. He was, he, to be honest, but he's yeah. like, you know, like he's Dumpy. he's special. We yeah. also signed the uh, artist guitars. They Did were like, you? they were like, artists come through this way, and they're like, oh, have you signed the guitar? And I'm like, what? Are you artists? You get the hat and sign the guitar. I'm like, let's sign the guitar, bro. Let's go. Right. Our manager bought that guitar out oh, of pity. He? Well, fuck. And he's yeah. one of the event runners. Well, bought listen. It himself. He'll be fucking pumped to know that the price just went up. Yeah, yeah. Little, a little Eddie at the there. bottom. There's a little Eddie yeah, sport down a bit there. of metho. Yeah. <laughs> <sort> of <that>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'll never know. Did you, was, were there, was, 
we were talking earlier about getting gifted things. Was yeah. that sort of your peak gifting phase, do you think, post Hottest 100? I think around that time. I, think, I just think when you're young and more attractive probably, I, I guess people just want to have your stuff, yeah. have their stuff on you. Mm. And as you get older, they don't they so don't. much, you know. Still but I'm also that. happy to – like. I. It's fun when, when you first, as you guys probably experienced too, like when it first starts happening, it's like, this is crazy. But then often you, don't, you just get censured and you don't want it and you'd prefer just to actually go out and find something you want mm. and yeah. pay a hundred bucks for it because yeah. you can. Mm. You know what I mean? Like the, it kind of wears off. Don't stop sending us stuff, but that is the case. Well, I mean like things like wetsuits, again, yep. sick. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you're not going to go out there and spend five hundred bucks on a wetsuit, are you? Because no. you want to pretend to go in a surf comp. No, well, don't not. pretend. I mean, are, are you going to go in the surf? No, comp? we're going to do it. Are you really? No, no, we're actually doing. Well, it. that that should be the first time you surf. Then you're not going to get better between now and then, anyway. Have we? No, we'd it have makes to get it more funny if that's your first time surfing. That's also a good point. It but is. I want some experience. You're not going to get good. It's we're so no, hard. We'll get, yeah, but we'll be. We're able not. We're not going to get good. But at least we can say we've trained with the world's best. Just, just work on paddling out and getting underway. Well, I need, I need, we need to work on duck dog. That yeah. you can get better at. Yeah, yeah. I don't know just how to Because if I, because if we go and down sit in the lineup looking like you can surf for a bit and just be like, oh, I was in the right spot. Yeah. And I actually don't know how to even sit on one. I keep flipping over. Yeah. Because I can't, we can't get out of the Maruba Open, uh, hopefully streamed on KO and like not even get out the back. That would be. I mean, it would be the best content. That would actually <laughs> be the best. Be. You and I. Could just you like, imagine if it was like semi big? Because like there's four duck diving, but then can't, can't you out. also do like where you just roll on? Well, your that's back? A, that's for a male. If, are you guys going to surf on? Like, well, we're surfing on. Well, we might. Oh, get you're, you're surfing on those things. Yeah, yeah. we might get performance boards. You're not you duck know. diving that. Okay, you're not. No. I don't fucking know. I'm not duck diving. No, that. no, I don't think you. So would. you can surf then, obviously. Yeah, I'm yeah. bad, but I can surf. But you can surf. We bit. should go out for a wave together one day. I would love to. Come we down see, to we're getting all. a crew together. Yeah, we are. Yeah, our gang. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna get the big day. Well, well, big, big, day big day board yeah. riders. Yeah, you want to join the gang? Yeah, I'd love to. Send fuck me a board. Yeah, dude. yeah, fuck. Well, uh, we'll get your board. We may or may not go out on on event day in pink in pink weddies. Rose, coloured weddies. Do they make them? Yeah. Well, they will for their fucking number one and two. Number one. No, fuck off, mate. <laughs> one and one. Uh, uh, so, do you have to get accepted into this event? You just pay for it, mate. Pay for it. And then but we'll get a national ranking. But how many people could, like, what if, what if they just have, like, 300 people turn up to, like, we can't run the event now? Because well, I think I think people in the surfing community potentially have respect a little bit it. more respect yes. for the QS event than, well, not that yeah. we don't have we respect. We have respect. You're promoting the shit out of it. Correct. 100%. And I also love the sport. Yeah. Which is well documented. It's, it's more about remembering a loophole existed and talking about it with Tom one night and we're like, holy shit, let's do it. And then looking into it and seeing it's fucking possible. And then Ronnie Blakey of WSL Surf Commentator fame confirmed it the other day when we interviewed him. He was like, yeah, you can do that. That is so good. Yeah. So we, listen, all I really want in this life is a national, maybe global surf ranking. And I'm already professional because I'm sponsored by Billabong. So... <laughs> so do you get a national one from the, like, yeah, but yeah. how do you get international? Well, well, you just well, into well basically, basically we'll have an Australian ranking that'll be on an international site. So you might be like 1,000? Like how many people? Are, what, have Dude, you I, think, I think we'll probably be look the up, top look up, Look up the go to QS rankings. Because there are people WSL with rankings website. that have 0.0 as their score. And go to Australia. And how many people are in the rankings? <laughs> I can't remember. In Australia, I'm off the top, like I'll just like finger the wind, I'll say there's like 800. So we'll be the top 1,000 servers in the country. Oh, it's just so funny. You can say that. It's perfect. It's, it's so perfect. It's, I yeah. will fucking... Top thousand in the country. Oh, but you're not that good. Well, why am I sponsored then? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. The website suggests that I am that good. Yeah. 
Check yeah. the website. Check the tapes. And then what I mean, Jacko, about this highlight from the, you know, <laughs> from the, from the yeah, event? So yeah, it's easy yeah. to cut together my worst waves. <laughs> now, <laughs> Billabong haven't pushed through yet. They haven't come through on Well, on they've this. got us the weddings. That's not so they haven't pushed through yet. No, no, no. They haven't come through on a certain, oh, well, they, yeah, on a see, certain surf day. Well, that was a social, that was a, so, like, whoever's running that social said that. I don't know how true that was. But yeah, maybe they're yeah. also just waiting to see the proof in the pudding, right? Like, surf Listen, well, there was two world champions floated as, like, potential surf Taking this out for a surf. Hockey okay. and Parker. Not a big deal. Okay. But again, not that was sent deal. in a fucking Instagram DM. Like, I'm not going to believe that. Was really. it said? It was said. Yeah. So I mean, you know, it was said for us, actually. We were going to go get surf lessons with Julian Wilson. There you go. He's Hurley, isn't he? Yeah, Hurley? well, he's retired. We got sent Hurley was. stuff back in the day. And we were meant to go. F- and something similar happened. But we didn't get to do it. How often are you out surfing? In the summer, a few times a week. Oh, okay, good. In the summer. But I'm just like, I, I grew up bodyboarding a lot. So I... I started, I bodyboarded like hard and loved it and never really surfed. But that kind of helped me when I started to decide to surf like over the last few years again. Because mm-hmm. you understood you just, the rules of the you ocean. just read the wave. Like you can just, you know what you're trying to do at least. Mm. I, look at, I look at a wave and I go, I know, I know what that's going to do. And if I was good at surfing, I, know, I, I would do on it. Yes. I just got to get better at surfing. You just got to try and know how to do that. Yes. Whereas I don't, I don't, I can't read anything. I don't even know how to sit in a lineup. I'd be dropping in on everyone. Dude, it's scary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, actually, that's right. Like, you're going to be in, like, a heat with someone who's taking surfing seriously. See, we're hoping we're to get put we, in we, heat together. Yeah, we want to have Is a word. one-on-one? I don't well, no, the, the opening heats are four, but we want to have a, uh, maybe just Actually, have a potential yarn. if you ruin some yarn. young champions, like, heat. I've thought about it. Don't yeah, worry. Keep out, of, keep out of the way. <laughs> I've thought yeah. about it. I don't want to ruin someone's opportunity. We, uh, I, we hope to be, if we, it's not a two-man heat of, like, overflow, then... Tom and I will go down the beach and 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 compete mano or mano. No, I'll be listen. If I'm up against an up and coming world champion, oh, he's gonna he's gonna fucking listen, dude. Keep dropping in on him. Listen, I'm not gonna keep dropping in him intentionally. Just I don't want to do that. Priorities. But listen, you know what fucking greatness is about? Just no matter what. Do you know what priorities? Yeah, it's where I've got priority or he's got priority. But how? Uh, isn't it because like you need to have a certain amount of waves each, and so like if it's it's like if you go yeah, for a wave, you, get priority? you go. Uh, isn't it if they go for a wave, eat shit? It's like well, you've had your crack. Now it's my turn. Yep. Yep. Sorry, guys. Fucking. And then it's first out the back gets priority, and then if you if you commit to a wave, even if you bail on it too late, that's it. why I don't want yeah, my good. first time in the ocean to be this event because I need to have you know I need to have a bit of experience. We could do like a mini comp. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> I know. But okay, great. It's funny, a lot of people we sit down and interview have surfed or do surf and are keen to join the board riders, which yeah. is great. Yeah, we probably should get some merch mode. We have spoken about it. It's a pretty fun idea for a day. You mm. know, like you do like run clubs and a lot of there's a lot of different ones around the country and all that kind of stuff. A little surf club. I actually like idea. that. That's actually a no that's one a, that's actually a great idea. That's a great idea. Because you can just go down like there's so many waves around Sydney and down where I am mm. and any any day, no matter what, there's gonna be you can just choose the shittest spot. There's a million beaches and you can just go find the little corner where there's not much swell going on. That's what you want. Yeah. What's your what's your local break? My local would be Thoreau mm. Beach, but there's heaps. It's nice spot, Thoreau. Very nice yeah. spot. It's great. Yeah. It's a fucking nice part of the world down there. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Yeah. I like it too. Just far enough from the action. I spend my whole life in cities, you know, like when I'm at, when I'm at work, I'm in cities mm. touring and stuff. So when I get back, it's nice to just Unwind. Drive an hour away from everything and just Chill. go to the beach. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Thrill's nice. Um, albums. What's the next thing happening with the Rubens? What's going on? So a new song coming out in two weeks, I think, or a week. 
um have to double check that but um that's sort of like the first single in the the preparation for the record the record's like done now mm. right um so but things that another thing that's changed actually is is just from the day you deliver a finished product like an album it's it can be like a year between like that being finished and oh, it coming out really let alone this like and that's not including all the time you spent making it you know what i mean so like why, why? wow just because i think like especially if you've got a record that you think has got a bunch of bangers on it yeah if you just put the record out a bunch of people will just listen to the one song that's at the top of the list right or they're not going to go through and find the music so if you put out like four singles over the span of eight months every single does its work yeah you know what i mean so it's mm -hmm. more just like that's the way you squeeze the most out of like but in terms of once you deliver the finished product to then like releasing singles, well, that's not a year, right? Is it? No, no. But like we, we'll make a whole record and then we'll be like, yeah. all right, that's the first single that'll come out in a month. Drip Next single, that. three months. And yeah. but the actual full finished record it was made a year prior. To it's yeah, released. often. Yeah. 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 So it's just sort of just drip feeding singles. What's it like? What's it, what's the what's the experience like uh, producing a record when you're young, dumb, full of cum, and then when you're like, you know a hot 35 year old who's dabbled in modeling and like just in terms I, I was just throwing that in there but you know like what's the experience like compared to like when you've had success and do you feel the pressure of previous success like what's that whole vibe like or is it still just sort of the same experience it's just fun like make yeah. it making writing the music when you come up with a good song and you're excited about it it's fun it's a good feeling can't wait to show the boys yeah. once we get to the studio um we love being there together we have a good time making the music um, the only thing that's kind of scary and it happens every time is um, are people still waiting for this music? Like, are, are they still here for us kind of thing? Right. And that's no matter what, it doesn't matter how much success you have in the in the past and you could be as logical as possible and say, of course not everyone's just decided to get over our band. Yeah. But still, you're just like, as you put it out, you're like, fuck, are they going to be there? <laughs> like, are going to still, you know, and same yeah. with shows. Yeah. Every Splendor in the Grass, you, every time I walk out, like, because you know between like sets at Splendor or festivals, that's people's piss break, beer break. Mm. So the band before you might have a heaving $30,000 amphitheater. As soon as they finish, everyone fucks off and you're like, you're on in 25 minutes and you're just praying they come back. They yeah. You're yeah, looking yeah, through yeah. the curtains just <laughs> every time, every time. And you see people and, and it's like conversations between, like we become kids. Like you're like, I'll be saying to Scotty like, oh no, I think they're coming back, dude. Like oh, they're coming from down the hill. There's a couple there, man. And like, <laughs> you just become this like wreck. And then they slowly come back and you're like, thank God. It's the same with releasing music. Yeah. Because it's like, we got limited time doing this for a living, right? We're aware of that. Every time a record gets away and fans turn up to the next shows, we're like, got away with that one. Like, because mm. <laughs> it's rare, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And we love it so much as well. I think it's like that as well. We just fucking, we have a good life and we, we do what we love um, for a living, but. The thought of that being taken away is it's kind of scary so fuck yeah dude yeah we like you're like well i don't want to go back to fucking whatever else you're it's going. the same for you dudes right mm. and listen we don't have thirty thousand people waiting for us at splendor but you're like i'm used to the bloody pool table yes know? used to the rose used to the rose used to you know 10 a.m starts sometimes 10 you know? starts. my mum my mum came into the first yesterday first time she in the studio and she goes oh isn't it wonderful you can just wear board shorts to work <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yep. Yeah. Love yeah. that, Annabelle. That's, that's your most stuff. <laughs> you know, of all it. the perks. <laughs> of all the perks, that is yeah. number one. That's it. That's what it's about. Do you wear board shorts to work? Well, I did yesterday. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I was wearing boardies yesterday and she, was, she obviously noticed it. No, look, they're not shin swingers. I get shin swingers all the time from Eddie. 
they're, they're a little baggier than Eddie. Eddie wears fucking hot pants. You can basically see his fucking asshole in yeah, those good, shorts. Good legs. They're He's good. got good legs. Yeah. I don't have good legs. I do. You show yeah, you got good legs as well. You yeah. shouldn't be show. You should be showing them off a bit more. I'll get them out for golf. Oh, I didn't bring good. shorts. There you go. Well, that's your mistake. That's your we mistake. are in cards, so oh. it's not the end of the world. Yeah, that's right. I've got shorts ready. Um, so single two weeks time. Yeah, and, I, I, and I, tell I'll us the meaning of the song and break down every lyric for us. See, actually, sing it to this, us. I, honestly, this song. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to do it Then I realised that I'm That's not me We'll start clicking No, 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 no No, 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 no. Yo, I can put it on the thing Look, I'll Yeah, put yeah, on, yeah I'll put it on here for like Yeah, fuck yeah Yeah, 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 yeah. Do that I'm probably not allowed to But let's Well, just we won't it. get taken down Hell yeah There you go. That's all Fuck you yeah, dude. There we that's go. A, that's a Is that a world first? That's a world first. That's a world first. Yeah, dude, we love a world exclusive. Fucking oath. Yeah. Liked it. Yeah, Very vibey. I think it's next week. Oh, Name? It's the week after, you know what? It's two weeks early. Two weeks, two weeks early. Yeah, this is what you get it. So I'm yeah. not telling you the name. Oh, okay, you yeah. can't tell us the name. That's no, all right. I, I could. But well, no, obviously you could, but I mean, like, don't tell us the name. What's it about? Don't you dare. Don't you dare. No, but it's we got a bunch of... I don't usually like to promote new music it feels weird but I, i'm genuinely excited for the record Sick. that is coming out it's it, we've got more bangers than we've ever had like usually i feel like you know it's, if i'm honest about our music like we've always had we put out an album but there's usually just one song that sort of just goes and has its real big moment maybe right. crosses over to like commercial radio or goes on a big playlisting and stuff this is that one track like a hoops or something yep um but this one actually feels like we've got four so it it's put us in a different position, like strategically as well. We don't have to be like, all right, when will we, go, when will we, when will we put out our good one? Got to be really strategic with that yeah, shit. But yeah, like, yeah. This just feels like, oh, we've got like a, a we're kind of spoilt for choice with like a few good songs. Yeah. So hectic. Yeah. Yeah. It's exciting. That's mad. And so, so when do you, when will the full album be out, do you reckon? It'll be later next, uh, next year sometime. Still sort of working it out because we've got to work it out with just international labels and like, mm. yeah, there's a bit to talk about there. But, Main thing is like we, we just want to put out new shit so we can go on tour. Like, yeah, yeah, that's what we is that. That's love. the funnest part of it, I assume. It is like it's. I got two kids, so it, like it's since having a family, it becomes a lot more stressful. Like yeah. I'm firstly stressing my wife out by being away, and yep. it's hard. Yep. Um, and just missing him and stuff. So that that's become tricky. Um, but I still love love touring. Yeah, it's funny. I was actually thinking about this the other day, and you may know I also have two children. Um, yep. but. I was watching like I was thinking about like footy players and like oh you know it'd be fucking mad to be a footy player like you know you're constantly going away and all this shit and I was like I actually just feel fucking bad when I'm not around my kids for like a couple of days like even when we went to we went to Perth and we had a rip mm. and don't get me wrong I fucking had a great time and I made the most of it but like a lot of fun I can't imagine like do you will you try and like sh build your schedule around like not being away for too long or are you sort of like at the mercy of like we are on a six week fucking yeah, I mean, it depends. Like, international's hard. Like, if we get a run in overseas, you're not coming home for the weekend. So, like, that's <laughs> that's hard. And yeah. it's, we, we try and keep it as short as we can. Like, if we're going to do America, like, back in the day, we might go Asia, America, Europe. Mm. Um, we might go America three weeks, come back for a week or two, and just split them up because it doesn't really cost that much more to just come home for a bit. Yeah. So, we're like, we're conscious of it. But, I mean, touring Australia is okay because we – We'll go away for four nights, come back for three nights. Like, you know, yep. I'm coming back to see the fam. 
Mm. Lucky for me as well, like with the young, like while the kids are younger, my partner Rosie, her family are all over in Perth, um, and they'll often just you know just head over there for a few weeks yep. while I'm on tour, just so she's got help with the mum and stuff, and Absolutely. makes me feel a little bit less bad. <laughs> yeah, a little yeah, bit. Oh, there's people around there. You've whatever. I'll come back in a year. <laughs> you sure? got help though. You've got help. What are you You've talking got help. about? No complaints. I can FaceTime them. That's fine. I had the kids by myself for nine days the other like a few weeks ago. Nine days, nine bro. days, dude. Was that Holy hectic? Yeah. How old are they? They're three and five. Oh damn! Yeah, I came back from tour. We're in New Zealand. I came back, and my partner Rosie went to LA for th- for nine days, and we kind of cro- we missed each other. So like, we had a babysitter all day. I came back wrecked from New Zealand after five days, and then just had to go straight into it every day. Just wake up, kids, all day. Yeah, but it was awesome because like. I appreciated 7 p.m. till 9 p.m. Like, I've never appreciated it before. You mean like, the greatest fucking two hours of your life? Dude, as a dad, I was loving it. Yeah. <laughs> and I did nothing. I, would, I, would, I wouldn't even have a beer. I'd just lie on the couch, get a yeah. cup of tea, and just, like, watch sports highlights or some bullshit on YouTube, and it's the best two hours. <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, I could push this to midnight if I wanted to, but no. I know they're getting up at fucking Sparrow's Fart, Yeah. and then I'm screwed. Yeah. Yeah, so that gave me a nice appreciation. I already appreciate what my partner does, but fuck. It's a different beast though, isn't it? Yeah. It's a different beast. Yeah. I've never had nine days. That's fucking, that's trench warfare. It that was. Is, my God. Yeah, that's Western yeah. Front sort of that's, stuff. World that's one, rats at a brook sort of <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't even know, but I can imagine. That no, that's hectic. Nine, that's the, that's the longest stint I've heard of. Yeah. Yeah. I, I what do you do? What do you do? You got one, games and shit? What are you like? What are you killing You kind of find a rhythm. Like, I feel like when I've done maybe two days before, that previously, you don't really find the rhythm. You just kind of just get through it and then yeah. then she comes home and you're like, sweet, there's two of us now. But nine days, you've got to find a rhythm. Yeah, you got to find quick. something to work. <laughs> and so you just find tricks like like my son, Louie. I'll be like, hey, do you want to have a bath? Because that'll give him an hour in the bath. Do you want to have another bath? <laughs> a full bath's in. So I can clean the house or like get, yeah. shit, get shit done. Just like little tricks like yeah. that. But yeah. kid I also had a nice time. Like it was Dude, it was it's cute. wonderful. It's wonderful. Until they got sick halfway through. Oh, we actually all got sick. Well, yeah, good luck. Yeah. Good luck, Dan. Yeah, it was it was. They'll fun. fuck you. They, they come back from fucking... Let's get a better immune system. It's pretty simple. This, is, this dickhead doesn't get it. Yeah, you'll get it one day. Maybe, I can't well, maybe wait you won't. It. No, it's, you yeah, know what? Maybe I probably won't. won't, and that'll piss me off even more. What if you if you just don't decide not to go down that road? He's, no, he just won't get sick. I've just got oh, a, I've right. just got like best in class immune system. You know what I mean? Do you really? Yep, that's good. That's got off my old man. Well, proof in the pudding. No, you do have a pretty good immune system. I, I, I always did too, but it's man, kids. They're fucking. Listen, I've said it enough. They're petri dishes, dude. They're like little Wuhan fucking daycares. It's fucked up. Anyway, it's um, it out, baby. <laughs> I had a question. I forgot. Oh, you, what sport team? Do you, who do you go for in footy? Dolphins. Okay, who'd you go for two years ago? I didn't really go for anyone. So I grew oh, up okay. in, like, yeah, it's funny. I think I sent you guys a picture of me in the Dolphins hat. When I you were talking remember. shit. Yeah. When you were talking yeah. shit, at, yeah, right at the start. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I, um, I'm a fishman. I'm a fishman. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I kind of grew up watching it like I think most people did, especially out where I was from, like Campbelltown, Camden Way. And I had every chance to go, like, for the Tigers. Mm. Like, I, I graduated in 2006. So, like, you know, they won 2005 or six. Yeah, right? five. Five. So, it's like, that was, if I, if I was going to go for them, I was going to go from then. And I just wasn't that bothered. I just didn't, 
just wasn't feeling it. She must be fucking thanking your lucky stars. I am, I am. But I, I just kept following it. But I kind of dropped off just from, I don't know, work, touring, whatever. In the last few years, for whatever reason, it's just come back into the consciousness of so many people like me. Yeah. I don't know what it is. The rule changes. I don't know what it is. But everyone that used to follow it the, that, that left is back. Mm. Partly thanks to you guys. Like our, our group, at least. Because you know what it does? Like it contextualizes what they're about to watch on the weekend. Mm. Yeah. They don't have to really follow like everything that's happening, but they can listen to you guys on Monday or whenever it comes out and just like go, all right, there's a bit of drama. I'm going to watch that game and on the weekend. Up, and yeah. I don't have to really get into it. So that, that was partly it. But You're welcome. Yeah, yeah. Well, Thanks, everyone's man. welcome. Everyone's <laughs> welcome. Um, but yeah, when the fish got announced to be, um, to be coming up, I was like, you know what? I actually haven't committed to a team yet. I've got a little boy. I'm just going to like just go for the fish yeah. and now and again I'll go up there with him oh, so have you it. been there have you been to the ground nah, yet we haven't been sick. there it looks sick I bought a hat like straight away as soon as I made the decision like last year I bought a hat and I was like I don't want to look like a new, like so I left it outside in the sun and I'd like go swimming in it and stuff so, <laughs> so it would get salty and I, it never was left inside oh, oh well done yeah. well you've, if you get a fish hat it needs to be salty yeah, yeah. yeah definitely have we got a fish 13 plus jumper laying around or have we got we out of them. <laughs> Do you have those? Yeah. Yeah, we made them at the start of the <laughs> Do year. Do we make them though? We made fish 13 plus. We Definitely. made them for everyone. Yeah, we did every team. No, we didn't. Yeah, we fucking did. No, we didn't. At the start of the year, we didn't give every fucking team an option. Ooh. Can I bet you $100 that we did? No, because we picked the colours. We only picked, we picked one colour for each thing. We yeah. didn't pick multiples. No, but so do dragons and fish. No, we would have made one or the other. So you're saying we didn't do any dolphins options? I'm saying that we would have made a fish or a dragon. Oh, but we sold them though. Yes. Okay, I'm saying sorry. what's here? Sorry. I They're thought you were saying samples. we didn't make it. I thought I was losing They're my mind. All... What's that one red one? That's dragons. DMC. Yeah. No, we don't give them that. <laughs> don't give them that. Listen, it'll be 50-50. Well, should have checked. Should have checked beforehand. Shame on us. No. Okay. It's okay. all good. It's all good. Well, listen, if we, it would have been great if we'd had one. Unless you're on a Broncos 13 plus. No, it's okay. Thanks, mate. <laughs> Fuck that. Um, mate, thanks for coming on. It's good to yarn. It was fun. It's yeah, fucking thanks, mad. boys. Had a ball. Yeah. Let's do it again. Now we're Let's gonna go, go fucking bulls. Golf. You know, yeah. we've been fucking driving our yeah. asses off. You should have seen I heard that the, the other day on the yeah. pod, yeah. But like. You know what we won't do today? Drive, drive our, our asses, asses off. off. Yeah, What's no, your miss? Slice? Everything. Everything. Top That's good. Pool's nice. I'd rather Tops, pull than pulls, slice. dribbles, slices, fades, hooks. You I don't think a dribble count, counts as a miss. I but mean, the miss has to get in the air, you know? Yeah. But see, like, I feel, I, I mean, Fair. I guess a slice is like I've got onto it, but it's fucking sliced out. Like, it's. I hate it so much. But a pull, I'm like, what am I doing? But at least it kind of goes straight for a bit. Like, That's you know? true. See, Sebo pulls them. I'm like, how are you pulling them? Slice them. He hits them to the sky, Sebo. I don't know what the fuck that guy's doing. Who's anyway. the best golfer in, like, your crew? Seb. Yeah. Yeah, Seb. But, I mean, he also does it now for a job and plays fucking three times a week, so. He's he actually paid looking to play like golf. it's getting better. Like, he is? Yeah. He's yes. stiff as a board, the cunt. I look yeah. at him like, oh, I'm a stiff guy, so I know stiffness. I know it intrinsically. We're all pretty stiff in the golf in the I'm golf stiff in swing. the back. Yeah, he's yeah. Sebo stiff. His dude. first, I was with him the first time he ever played golf, and he missed the ball three times. First three shots he ever played. Tiny T-Rex arms. And then now he's fucking... <laughs> 14 or something handicap. And if he opened his hips a bit more, just a pinch. Mm. Yeah, it's Big all difference. in his hands. Hey? He's just he's all arms. He's an arm guy for sure. Because if, if you he get started back, hipping you up, yeah. mate, different story, different kettle of fish. Anyway, we'll see you out there on the course, bro. Yeah. See you, bro. Right, boys. Cheers. Could you two just not talk anymore? When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. 
If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code GLOW.